What's up, folks? This is Justin. You are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is episode number 14, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, Uthel and I kind of overshot it this episode by almost an hour and a half than what we typically want to shoot for, so it's about a two and a half hour episode. Um, definitely recommend, if you're not already doing this for your podcast listening habits, uh, to get a dedicated podcasting app on your phone, uh, something that allows you to stop and start at your leisure, so that way you can always pick up where you left off. Uh, a couple recommendations if you're looking for it. Um, the one that we use, we're both on Android phones, so hopefully it's available on Apple, is uh, Podcast Addict. We're on there for sure, so you can search for the podcast um, and listen, stop, start, offline the music, etc. There's all kinds of functionality. Uh, another one I used to use quite often was Stitcher. That's one that I know we're available on too, and I believe that's cross-platform. I tried Google Music. I wasn't a big fan of how that worked for podcasts, so I don't know that I'd recommend that, but Apple's uh, podcast, I believe, allows you to stop and start at your leisure. Otherwise, just Google search it. Look up best podcast apps, and you'll be able to find something that'll meet your needs and your budget. So definitely recommend that for this long-ass podcast. We basically want to kind of tackle the divisiveness of this film. I mean, critics and fans alike are pretty split on how they've reacted to this film thus far. Both Uthla and I also have differing opinions on the film, so it's kind of interesting to kind of see what worked for either of us and what didn't work for either of us as well. So anyways, that's enough talking from me for now. You're going to get plenty of that in the podcast. Um, so without further ado, let's get this going. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. What's up, everyone? We are your Harbingers of Doom, Atul. I'm Justin. And this is Star Wars The Last Jedi! It's about fucking time. Well, not really. I mean, we're only like a week after the... Yeah, yeah. We had initially said that we weren't going to record anything until January, but it is Christmas Eve. Literally. It is December 24th, and we are recording this episode just because we know that... um, Well, typically we try not to talk about the movie until we've recorded an episode. Uh, and sitting here not talking about this movie is painful. Yeah. So uh, we are like, you know, fuck it. We'll just make the time to do it so that we don't have to sit there and, you know, not talk about it. And then when other people ask us, we sit there and not talk to them. Just become antisocial assholes. It's kind of basically. been like that, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, we, it, this is different too, because typically we will, at least before the podcast, give a yay or a nay, just so we kind of know what we're getting in ourselves into, um, whether we, you know, know what the attitude of yeah. each other is going in. We haven't done it for this. So I don't know whether he really liked it, really disliked it, or is in the middle or whatever. So I guess yeah. we'll find out. Do we want to just like on the count of three, say yay or nay? Uh... Or did you want to? No, talk about it's stuff like my, my feelings are are so much more complex than that. That okay? That's the problem. Can you no? Let's boil it down to a yay or nay. I can't. I can't do it. I do it. Okay, ready? Okay, one, two, three. Nay. Yay. You're yay. Yeah. Okay, and it's a yay just barely, right? <laughs> it's, it's it's a complicated yay. Okay, and mine's a complicated nay. That's yeah, why okay, mine's yeah. just just like there's overall feelings like. 
there's a lot of good stuff and yeah. there's and it just it's a cinematic mess too. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's I, kind of that's kind of where it falls for me. Yeah. So So before we jump into that, yeah. um how's your Christmas holiday been? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> How's it been? You Tell me. bastard. Tell me. Tell me a little bit about the gift giving season and gift how much giving, it means to you. I, I, last time when we did the Christmas episode, as you know, I was bitching and moaning about me not being good at giving gifts, and that has not changed. I, it's been a struggle. <laughs> it's been like two it, weeks. You know what? It doesn't help me that I always, I typically wait until the last minute to get presents yeah. too. And that's like, that's my own fault. So I make, I put myself in a situation where it's a pain in the ass to get gifts and all that stuff. But fucking rookie mistake. It is a rookie mistake, and I shouldn't, but I do, and then I get frustrated, and it's never, I don't know, it's not fun. But now that the 24th is here, this is when everything starts for me. We do Christmas at my grand, well, yeah. do it with my parents, my dad's side of the family today. We do it with my parents' side tomorrow. We also do Nisha's side of the family in the morning, and then on the 26th. Basically, it's like three straight days of just Christmas. So it's fun. I love that yeah. part of it. So yeah, the gift cool. giving stuff I could take or leave, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, but, we've established that one. I was just curious how things were going because yesterday we had a Christmas dinner at my uh, aunt and uncle's place, and we did a fire pit yesterday, and we made mulled wine on the fire pit. Oh, it that's the like, you got the pot. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like a cast iron pot, like, and it was uh, it was pretty wild, and it was nice weather yesterday. It was like. Zero degrees, minus one, minus two, you know, floating around in there. Yeah. And um, no precipitation, very little wind. So we were outside and it like almost the whole time. It was amazing. It was great. It was real like Christmas card-esque, you know, those paintings you see mm -hmm. of like a deep winter snow and like someone outside and, you know, by the fire and like, you know, cooking something on the fire. It was exactly like that. Yeah. So it was pretty great. It was like on my bucket list of things to do, like making mulled wine outside on the fire pit. And we did it and it was it was awesome. They have a, they have a ravine lot. A ravine lot. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like oh. a bungalow that sits on a yeah. lot whose backyard goes into a ravine. So we were like, you know, under trees and stuff like that. It was, it was pretty wild. It was great. And owls, there were just tons of owls hooting. They actually make that sound, and it's like, and it's, and it's, it's like exactly like every cartoon you've ever heard. It's hoo 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 hoo. I'm like, wow. did you actually see them? Or no, no, it was like it was pretty dark, so I couldn't see them. But they were, they were hooting all over the place. Hooting in the blowfish. I I thought I had a joke. I nope. should not talk. Stumbled and fell. I yeah, stumbled Stum and pick fell. yourself back up, and we're on the move again. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty much. All I wanted to say, that's the only reason I asked you about that, because I wanted to tell everybody how dope it is to make mulled wine outside on the fire in the middle of winter. It's kind of cool. Good pictures. Um, and I've had, we did mulled wine last year. Yeah, we but we did it thing. on the stove, yeah, right? We did it on yeah. the stove. So this one was a little, little, more, little different. A little cast irony. Yeah, a little cast iron. Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah, we going to so do that for a land party? Mulled wine? Uh, we should, we should. And you know, he's got the, he's got the gas fireplace outside. Yeah. There yeah, too. yeah. So if it's not too cold, we can, we can definitely do that. Beauty. We'll probably be barbecuing for sure. Oh yeah. So us, yeah. winter, yeah. Canadians, yeah. who cares? Yeah, that's right. Well, snow never hurt anybody. It's good stuff. Yeah. So that's it. You hear anything news wise, anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, um, bring up? 
bright David Ayer's new one didn't. It seems like it's not doing so good. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I didn't that, actually see the Cinesm- the Rotten Tomato score though. I just that, read somewhere that. Yeah, like, I read. A, yeah, I was reading headlines. Uh, I don't think David, Rotten Tomatoes is down, or I can't get through to it. It's weird. Or your internet's not working. No, no, my internet's fine, dude. I don't know. Weird. That's what you think. As far as I know. Everyone thinks their internet is fine until it's not. Anyways, David Ayer sounds like he has like PTSD after like directing um, Suicide Squad and Man, how yeah. some people tore him apart and it sounds like they're doing it again and he's been commenting on like it's pretty rough like getting yeah. all these reviews that are yeah. not good. And David Ayer's, I mean, he's a, he's a very competent director, makes very interesting films and he does them his way. I'd compare him to like a Zack Snyder in terms of like visually, it's... He's got a certain visual tone that works in some ins- instances, but sometimes his, sim- or his films aren't necessarily put together, I don't want to say properly, but mm. conventionally. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting guy. He's made two movies that I've really liked. I don't know if you've seen End of Watch. I've been, I've been meaning to. Check I, it out. Yeah. It's, very, it's quite good. And uh, Fury, I think, is a really, really good movie. Yep. Like, I actually enjoy that. Fury, I use... Fury I use for um, uh, sound and picture demo for mm. home theaters. There's a scene where they take tanks across, and there there's a bunch of infantry pinned down in a field, yeah. and they use tank like a tank to get all the infantry, you know, hiding behind the tank to save them. And these bullets are getting shot from the the tree line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sound design on that <laughs> bullets are like whizzing by. And they're using a lot of rear channel action there, and it's just it's it's wonderful. And I think the movies movie's pretty great. And the ending is the ending is the, the worst part. It's it's conventional. It's too it's too conventional for for Fury. But all in all, it's a, it's a wonderful sort of war film sort of yeah. package examining a part of the war that people don't you don't typically get movies about. Right, which right. Is tank battle. So yeah. Um, end of watch that. Then he did a movie called Sabotage. Which With I Army. kind of yeah I kind yeah. of enjoyed that one, but this this it's it's you know it's, it's kind of middle of the road right yeah yeah um, and he did another movie with Keanu Reeves which I also watched which was also sort of the same it's called Street Kings yeah I believe yeah um, and then he did you know Suicide Squad which I you know I I enjoy purely on a just like a fluffy sort of sugar high level I know the movie is not it's it's you know anyway. Going down a rabbit hole. Point is, <laughs> that was guy, the bit of news that I looked at. <laughs> yeah, the guy, uh, the guy obviously puts his heart and soul into his movies, a lot like Zack Snyder. But sometimes what he produces just doesn't doesn't connect. Um, and uh, I don't know if Bright is that. I don't like. I, I think there was a really popular scathing review of Bright that made a lot of headlines because. I think the guy just went on to call it the worst movie of 2017 or whatever. And it's just like really sensationalized headline. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to check it out. It's on Netflix. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna check it out. Uh, I love the fact that he uses prosthetics. A lot of prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. The orcs look so, good. Like yeah. Some of the, some so of the I, I'm in. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll give it its fair shake. Fair shake. But, uh, but you know, the guy is really getting it, uh, getting the... Uh, can put over the coals. What is it? Raked over the raked coals? Over raked the coals. over the coals. So gingerly being put over the coals. Not gingerly. Either, either one, it's going to burn. Yeah, so. coals are not, not anything to be trifled with. Yeah, that's Have you right. ever burnt yourself on a coal? I have. On it's a sparkler fun. end. That's ah. not a coal, though. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, that, that hurt. That hurt. All right. So, yeah, I didn't really have anything to talk about other than the fact I haven't seen Shape of Water yet. That's pissing me off. So, I'm going to have to find some time to do that. Ditto. But other than that... <laughs> 
soon. Yeah. Soon. All right, you ready? We're going to get into this? Go for it. All right. This is Star Wars The Last Jedi, the sequel that takes any preconceived notions that you had going into this film and literally throws them away. Smoke them if you got them. Um, all right, so let's get into this. Obviously, we're going to start off talking talking general feel, maybe about kind of just how the movie was put together. Um, not talking about any spoilers. We'll talk yeah. about some of the characters, and then we'll start going into spoilers. So Yeah, I think we should, probably, we should probably jump in to the spoiler section relatively quickly. Because yes, there's so much. This movie's so giant. Like, this, I was yeah. going through the plot yeah. points, and fuck. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> um, so, general feelings. I, I, I liked the movie. Uh, but I haven't been so conflicted or, uh, you know, there was so much to unpack. The movie is, what I would call is dense. It's a very dense movie. A lot of things happen. A lot of things happen that are not, they uh, that are so off the beaten path for a Star Wars film that you're kind of blindsided when you go in. Yeah. And I got to say, that's what I was hoping would happen. Mm-hmm. I This is the movie I've wanted the studio to make for a long time since the prequels and uh then force awakens i'll be honest with you force awakens is like a fart in the wind yeah like it just it it meant nothing it, it was just it wasn't that it wasn't a bad film it just i've seen it once and i have no i have no need to revisit that movie because it is it's basically a safe fluff piece and takes a and it has a lot of like lazy sort of right. I would compare it to Jurassic World. I feel like Jurassic World eh. and Star Wars: The Force Awakens are two movies that basically said, you know what, we're gonna go and rip off the first movies in 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 the series. And rip off is a strong word. Force Awakens does introduce some new concepts and stuff like that. But but in general, like its its impact was just so it was just I just came out of it. I'm like, yeah, did you have fun at the theater? Yeah, yeah it was okay. Yeah. And then I just never thought about it again. Complete opposite with this film. And I you know the one thing I asked for, like after seeing that movie, I'm like, oh, it's just like it was the safest Star Wars movie you can make. This is the this is the as far as the canon goes, the most unsafe Star Wars film you yeah. can make. And it, I loved it for that. I love the fact that it was the key word here, it's a challenging movie. This isn't something that just like takes you for a ride and then at the end you sort of uh, you know, you're you're spoon fed like what you what you want or what the audience wants. Mm-hmm. Says fuck that. I'm gonna give you what something totally different to like widen your palate. Mm-hmm. And it does that. And I think it's mostly successful. But because it's so challenging, I can see why a lot of folks don't like the movie because yeah. there's shit that happens in it where I I was like, what the hell? Like yeah. really? Um, and yeah, so that's kind of my general feelings. I liked it. I have problems with the movie, and we'll get in. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just applaud the fact that they did something different, mm-hmm. and and that overrules by by a little bit the you know the problems I had with the film. Okay, so. So, yeah. so my thoughts, um, I, I agree with you in that, yes, they did something very different. In fact, it felt almost like a, kind of a fuck you to the fans it was, who, were bitch, who were bitching and moaning about like, oh, this is too much like Star Wars and you hope. Well, yeah? Oh, okay, here out. you go. <laughs> Literally, everything you think you, you, 
And that that's the biggest problem. That to me, that's kind of um, it's it's a blessing and a curse because yeah, I look at it like Prometheus in a sense. So yeah, Prometheus yeah, sure. sets up a bunch of questions and answers none of them. Yeah. This one not only does that from questions that were po posed in the Force Awakens, yeah, but then it ends up not only not answering them, it almost disregards them or gives you an answer, and it's such a a, a it falls flat. Yeah, yeah, it completely falls flat. It's like, guess what? It doesn't it's not care. even an interesting. It's not even an interesting question. This this movie almost hits the reset button on the, this <laughs> this trilogy now to yeah. some degree. Yeah. There's so many things that happen that are just very. It's just not what you expect. Yeah, um, that's true. So yeah, it's that that kind of took me for a loop because some of the, some of the there are some and we'll get into the, this obviously in the spoilers, but the the most interesting questions there's probably one or two just don't get answered at all sure yeah i know you're right and it bugs me um there's also a subplot in this film that literally goes nowhere it just yeah. it, it's there it's really it it's it almost screams the 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 prequels from before and like the bad stuff from the prequels yeah. before it's just I don't know. It it tried like I feel like it tried to do some world building that just didn't go anywhere, which was unfortunate. Yeah, the movie has some, uh, you know, it's so dense to the point where I even I watching the film sometimes wasn't sure why certain things were happening. Yeah, like I was just like, oh wait, what? Why are they doing this again? It's very fetch questy. Yes, you know, like um, in in, in a RPG, you get, you know, go here and get the yeah. magical wand of, you know, amazingness. And yeah. then go over here and get the cod piece of girthing and like, you know, whatever. <laughs> the, uh, you know, like, and then, so it, it sort of did feel like that. And the the mechanics of the plot, I think, don't really work. Like, they, they, don't, they don't hang together in a nice no, way. not they, at all. It's almost feel like they were writing for certain situations in a convoluted way so that they can execute on a theme. Yeah. You know, the other person I think is guilty of this, I feel, is Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan writes convoluted scenarios mm -hmm. to exercise theme. He he He's like, the theme is more important than the plot, so I'm going to wrap the plot around this theme, even though, you know, the wrapping is kind of jagged and it doesn't quite work. And I'm specifically specifically talking about... The fucking boat scene at the end of the Dark Knight. I still think that is like <laughs> the the craziest sequence of events where they're like, "Oh, here's our theme of the film," and I'm literally I'm gonna present it to you in the most literal, childish <laughs> way possible. And, and not that it ruins the film, but it's, it's a magnificent film. It's wonderful. It's just like the and by the end, I'm just like, like, are you kidding? Like, really? You got Zeus here to represent the you know like the whole yeah you know, it's just like it, it's it just seems so cliched anyway yes so i feel like this this movie is guilty of some of that sort of plotting to theme yeah rather than having that balance and that that causes a lot of these weird pl plot holes and like sometimes i don't know what's going on kind of thing and then i don't so. think i don't think length of the film is a problem but density of the film yes is a problem. it was so yeah there, like there's said, so much so, going on yeah. in the film and so a lot dense. of it irrelevant a lot like, of characters a lot of characters yeah. too to keep track yeah. of they introduce this new character rose i believe her name is rose 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 yeah, yeah. Rose, yeah. they introduce her like laura um, dern's Laura Dern's character, yeah. Holdo. Um, yeah. Benicio's Benicio's character, yeah. DJ, Lots, I think. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you have a bunch of new toys running around, which is cool. The dirty pigeons, the... 
The dirty, the dirty rabbit pigeons. The dirty rabbit pigeons. <laughs> that um, the, then you've got those goddamn vermin things that they ride, and the, the silver foxes or whatever. I'm, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're getting into we're getting into. So any, anyway, it sounds like I'm complaining about the movie, but I personally, I'm I'm a fairly stable yay. Yeah. And I think over time, I'm going to probably like it a little bit more. I do have a lot of problems with the movie, but I'm I think. After this is a movie where I'm like I'd gladly see this movie again. Mm -hmm. Force Awakens, not I have no I have no need. Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel the need. I don't feel the urge at all. If if I see this movie again, it's more to figure out whether I actually hated it more than I thought, or <laughs> if I actually like it more than I thought. Yeah. Because right now, like I saw it once, and all I can think of is like I I I'd like to see it again, only to really understand what the film got wrong for me and what it got right for me. Yeah. I think I understand it. I mean, fuck, we're doing a podcast on it, so yeah, better yeah. to some degree. But um, I do want to check it out again and really just solidify some of my views on it. Um, really get like a good feel for where it misstepped, where yeah. where it hit. I know where it hit. Like there, there's clear hits for me in this film. But like some of the stuff, I would just like I came out of it like, what the fuck did yeah. I just watch? And some yeah. of this, some of the um, performances. Mark Hamill really, he gives the, it everything. The best. He gives it him. everything. Yep. And, um, and uh, I, I, I think he gives the best performance in the movie. I think he gives one of the best performances of his career, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the others do, do a pretty good job. Uh, no, no slouches. The problem, I think, I have an issue with Benicio because I think he's, he's so much, he's, he's kind of quirky. He's kind of quirky character actor is what he used to be, you know? And this is kind of like, maybe I don't have an issue with it because he's good at that. That's what he did, you know? Like his character in The Usual Suspects was kind of like quirky. Yeah. Um, but some of the quirks here I feel like feels a little forced sometimes. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. But, uh, but yeah, no, and the effects are amazing. They've done a great job. They use a lot of like physical effects like animatronics, uh, you know, the, the, the filthy rabbit pigeon thing what is it what are they called I don't give a shit i'm not yeah. i'm not naming okay them. yeah go, go anyway that, but they are but they are actually for me in the film they're actually like physical effects in a lot of the scenes and uh what for the little pigeons yeah no yeah way. oh yeah sure like when they're sitting there and they're like kind of moving around side to side they're definitely physical effects. i'd have to i, I don't even want to see it again i don't like those <laughs> things at all i was pissed when i saw them like what are they what what is the point of this yeah it's not funny I yeah. I didn't I think know. any of it was funny. Some of the gags that they did with those little shits, I was like, no, this is stop it. This, it like that's 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 the prequel shit all over again. It's just yeah, like throwing stuff in for no reason. It's like garbage set dressing. I just I didn't get it. I yeah. couldn't and um, I, I will not I refuse to acknowledge them other than dirty pigeons. Yeah. I uh I didn't feel strongly one way or the other. If they weren't in the movie, I'd be happy. The fact that they are in the movie, I'm like, ah, as long as you don't get in the way. They did. Yeah. All right. So, so <laughs> they did. So, uh, um, there was at least like a minute of the film, minute and you know, and change, dedicated to just the stupid pigeons that went nowhere, just for a silly gag, and that's just the pigeons. Then you start talking about the, the. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I think what we're saying, like what I'm saying, is that there's a there's a, I think there's a lot to this. It's a challenging film. Uh, it's got me to think a lot about the movie. I I came out as a yay. And I think I think I'll like it over more over time as I see it again because it is a dense movie, a lot to unpack. That's mm -hmm. my general general feeling. Great effects, uh, the acting was pretty good, like uh, around the, across the board. Um, you know who didn't I didn't enjoy, and I hate to say it, but Carrie Fisher. 
she's very stiff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, she every is. every line she delivered, like you can tell it's coming from the heart, and she does love playing Leia. Yeah. But and I it might just be an age thing or whatever it is, but she just she just very stiff in the way she yes. delivers a lot of her lines. Yeah. It just no, wasn't. She is. She I, is. I kind of attributed that to you know, uh, uh, age. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, but I, but there, there's definite. There's a definite stiffness. Uh, trying to be covered up as stoicism or yeah. like st- like being stoic. Uh, it, it she takes it a little too far in terms of like, um, uh, yeah. It doesn't. Sometimes there doesn't seem to be any emotion there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, she does have a few key moments in the movie where I, I, uh, I think that she delivered the goods, but. Mm-hmm. But you're right. In general, I did have sort of a... I have a similar feeling about yeah. her performance. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Everybody else was good. Yeah. Um, Laura Dern was distracting, but that's for other reasons. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about yeah. that. Because I love I love Laura Dern. I but, do too. Uh, love her to death. Yeah. Um, so you want to jump into the jump into the spoilers? Yep. All right. Here we go. Listener beware. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. So do you want to kick things off? We're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna follow the plot of the film just so we don't Start forget anything. Talking on. I it. didn't write any notes, so I am shooting from the hip because this movie, you know, had me jumping all over the place in terms of feelings and analysis and stuff. So I'm like writing shit down. Didn't really make sense for me. So I'm just gonna. All right. Play by ear. So, uh, movie opens up and the rebels are trying to get away from their current base because... Hold on. I'll stop you right there. What? The opening title crawl. Okay. Okay? Starts off with the, uh, what they call The First Order is raining across the castle. I'm like, how is it that every movie... That ends with the destruction of something so key yeah. to the first order Are of the empire. So the next strong? one is just like, oh yeah, they rule the galaxy now. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get to the point where I don't even ask questions anymore. I, that's, I, just, I that's, just assume that. I just assume that. Hey, they just, you know, they have a great plan B. Let's let's just put it that way. They've got they've got a wonderful, amazing B team. How they went from basically destroying the complete galactic empire with Darth Vader and the Emperor to all of a sudden, over the course of a little, I don't know what twenty years, let's say, give or take, this first order becomes this level of a power in the galaxy. Like what happened? Yeah, I, you know what I they mean. Say what happened to the Not Senate? Not really. No, they just said. They yeah, I guess the, what? Did they bring the Senate back? No, they just said. I I don't. I, I think that they I brought think. the Senate back. Or I, I honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, remember. no. But I'm all sure there's a throwaway like, line to it where it's like, oh yeah, despite the Senate's efforts, the First Order rises to power. It's like. I'm how? always very confused, like how. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in this one, they start stronger. That's why I didn't even ask the question. It's like, what? Ah, yeah. oh, fuck it. It's okay, kind of fine. like a show new, me what you got. It's kind of like a New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, where in a New Hope they blow up the fucking Death Star, and you know Darth Vader's flying through space, and you know, hyperventilating in his Tie Fighter. I love that scene where he's like spinning around like he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, I'm freaking out. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, and then the next movie starts off. It's like, oh yeah, the rebels are on the run, and uh, you know they're getting massacred. I'm like, how? Yeah, can someone it, tell it's me? Happening you again. just blew up an installation they've been building for so long. They put so many resources, and then you blew the thing up. Yeah, zero setbacks, Mm-mm. infinite money, yep. infinite credits. Yep. It's just like it's crazy. It doesn't it make just, sense. It just 
it irritates me when that shit happens, but now I, I suppose that's just the norm. I, so. I That's why. That was the first lie that they told me in the film. Like, they basically said, you know what I mean? Like, when I say lie, like, they're setting something up and you just kind of have to accept it as, like, this is, is what the film yeah, is that you're yeah. watching. I yeah. compare it to, like, the carrot scene in, uh, in, in what's it called? Uh, shoot him up. Oh, I have not seen shoot. Em you up. haven't seen shoot him up no. in the first. I won't tell you what happens, but in the first ten, se- like ten to thirty seconds of the film, yeah. it sets a very, very crazy tone. Yeah, and you're just like, well, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, and then that's it. So that's right. In any case, this is that same thing with this Galactic Empire. They're just there, and they're always there. It's just kind of yeah. It's just kind of like a sigh worthy moment. We like, like the the this makes you know, and we're gonna get to this. I think there's a lot of things in this movie that make the last movie. When I said when I called it a fart in the wind, that is literally what it is. Yeah. Like, and if it wasn't a fart in the wind before this movie came out, this movie sure as hell makes it. That's one, right. It's, it's interesting. Just like it's just nothing. It's just a big nothing. You know what's <laughs> interesting is I'm I enjoyed The Force Awakens more, and I didn't like this film very much oh, because yeah, it's disregarding right. what happened in The Force sure, Awakens. Yes. See what you're doing? You're kind of in the opposite direction. Yeah. You didn't like The Force Awakens so much. You like this one a little bit more. So you're kind of just leaning like, well, everything that they're doing here, they're just disregarding that other one. You yeah. know what I mean? So well, it's no, that's interesting. Also, but it is a problem for me too. It's yeah. like the first order is in power again. And I'm like, you spent a whole last movie. Oh no no how, no! Yeah. yeah, like that kind of that kind of thing. But I, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, I I I don't think I, I, it's not that I didn't like the Force Awakens. It just didn't have any impact. Yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. Fell flat for me. So if you know if they're gonna if you know what they do, and I think it fell flat for them. It's almost like they felt the same way I did. They're yeah. like, we don't really care. Anyway, so that's that's the first point I wanted to make. The title crawl. I was like, oh, fine, fine, <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, that, then after the title crawl, they're trying to get out and they yeah. bring in, you know, you've got all these huge star destroyers coming yeah. up and then they've got <laughs> just this get giant fit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They do. <laughs> and then <laughs> the best named like ship of all time, the dreadnought yeah, comes the dreadnought, out and yeah. this thing's just massive. It's yeah. designed to just destroy basically. Mm. And then you've got Poe's ship just flying up to it. And you've got that really oh, fun, yeah, I that's think a it's great a fun scene. scene. Yeah. Basically this scene. whole opening, the whole, the, the star fighter battle or start the tie fighter battle. Not TIE Fighter, sorry. TIE, the, the X, yeah, TIE yeah. Fighter's X-Wing. Yeah. Um, the, that battle looked great. I love the design of the bombers and how they use those to destroy the Dreadnought. So so quick thing about the bombers. Yeah. Um, those are actually, I mean, from what I can tell, I haven't read anything, but those are B-Wings, right? I so can't B, remember. So B-Wings are, were in, uh, the I believe, the last year, they were in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and I played a lot of like X-Wing and TIE Fighter for the PC, the, yeah, the, the I remember flight simulators. Yeah. And the B-Wings, and, and then you played like Rogue Squadron for the 64. Yeah. The B-Wings were, uh, they were heavy bombers. Yeah. Almost yeah. all the time. Yep. Right? And uh, they were the equivalent of the TIE bombers, which were like those hex, like hexagonal yeah. or like whatever yep. uh, uh, ships. And what they do in this movie is that they, they make the, because like the bombings, uh, like they were, the B-Wings were the bomber, like, uh, uh, ships, but they never like showed you how they dropped the bombs. Yeah, like they kind of just yeah. Like so, in the games they did show you that, but in this movie they go into a lot of detail about you know how the bombs are dropped and you know they're dropped in zero g. Like I, I don't know whatever. Well, I, that's like it doesn't, that's that's not even an issue. Um, but it is very you know World War Two y. Yeah, well, for sure. You, you know, like Absolutely. the way they went, like really sort of like rustic with the uh, with the whole bombing sequence stuff, and I thought that was pretty cool. I, I thought I, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's a nice infusion. And again, it's not going to make you know all of the sense, 
But uh, but yeah, so and they're just big, fat, slow moving, and just one payload. Yeah, destroyed the entire dreadnought. Yeah. So really, they you know it is worth you know like sorry if you talk about the speed armor trade-off for these bomber things, it sort of made sense, Yeah. right? They had one payload dropped on it and destroyed the whole dreadnought. So right. very, very cool sequence. I, I did I did enjoy that. And, and it shows you the sacrifice that the, the you know, the rebels make yeah. and how every death or every loss really does hurt them. It hurts them, it yeah. Hurts and them. It's, it, it's neat how they acknowledge it, too. I yeah. mean, they really, they painstakingly go into it. They show scenes of all the the all the fallen, like, yeah. fo- the, the planes and, or not planes, the, the ships and stuff. Yeah. Leia goes, you know, rakes him over the coals over how right. many people he, quote-unquote, sacrificed to do. Gingerly. Which I get, like, yeah, I guess he was a little bit reckless, but, like, what was your exit strat? I didn't understand what they her exit strategy They would have warped out. They would have just warped yeah, out. Yeah, they would have just warped out. Mm-hmm. So... So he was like, "We have the opportunity to destroy this dreadnought." Oh, okay, that was the thing. I or missed. we can just leave, and right. I and I like that because I feel like there's no obvious answer there yeah. from like from a from a tactical standpoint. But then again, you know, the Empire, or sorry, the First Order is a uh, is a fucking bottomless pit of wealth and resource. So what you know, the movie doesn't really show the Empire being. <gasps> Yeah. I lost a dreadnought. Yeah. They're more like, oh, just bring the one of the other eight trillion dreadnoughts we have yeah. lying around, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Tap into the same resources we use to bounce back from our, you know, planet killer thing. Just build another one. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so uh, while the rebels, you feel the loss, you don't you don't side with Poe because you don't like the the the, the first order is just like meh. Yeah. It's a dreadnought. Yeah. No biggie. Yeah. Right. Whereas Poe's making it a big deal. Right, I think that's more of a fault of like that's a fault of the writing or maybe the editing. Maybe there is a scene in there where like someone does get like you know fired or whatever fired. I don't know, whatever. It's a galactic government, really. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I like the scene a lot. I wish they would have done more with the Empire being like, oh, we just lost a dreadnought. It's a serious problem. Yeah. Rather than nothing. Wow. Like if that was their <laughs> only <laughs> dreadnought, but you don't know. Like yeah, you, said, you don't bottomless know. resources. Yeah. I, I kind of I it, I got that to me it seemed like that was their only big weapon, but then all of a sudden Snoke's ship comes yeah, out it's later. Just bigger it's than the bigger than all of them put together. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what the f- <laughs> how do you at this point like it's just getting Is scary. there enough room in space for these ships? Like I don't get it. Like uh, you're literally running out of outer space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh yeah, so anyway, we can we can keep moving. She she gets pissed off with him and and uh, she like uh, she demotes him. Demotes him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, then the first order is revealed to be able to track them through hyperspace, which nobody thought that they were able to do. Which That's right. That kind of see here's where we get into the lazy writing of the film for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like all of a sudden they're just like, oh yeah, they can do that. Oh, they can do that, and then they're just kind of like, how do they do it? I don't know. Something. We need a code breaker. Like they just kind of like oh, yeah. gloss over something that seemed like very very important and something that they had. I don't know. Yeah, they basically established in other films like you couldn't do that. Remember in Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams one. Yeah. When uh, Scotty. Yes, he finds a way to beam. He finds himself a way to beam himself through, in, through onto in hyperspace, hyperspace right? Hyperspace, yeah. And or light they, speed or whatever. in light speed or yeah. whatever. But basically, they give kind of a pseudoscience explanation of it, and it's 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 just enough that you don't waste a lot of time on it because realistically, how they're doing it is all science fiction, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not super important, but they give you enough as the audience. They treat it with enough respect that they give you a semi-intelligent answer about it that you can just accept, like, oh, this, okay, that makes sense. In this film, it's just like, oh, shit, they got away. 
No, they didn't. <laughs> and then they just write it, write it into the thing. We can track them. Yeah. And then to me, like it just didn't seem earned. It just it no. just seemed like something that they just shoehorned into the script, and they're like, and that's how they're gonna be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I personally, here here's what I would have thought because so just to, to skip ahead a little bit in the plot, um, they track them in hyperspace. They shoot away. They basically chop off their legs, and now they're uh, essentially just going through space just barely outrunning them the whole time. Yeah. It's like a you know a one-legged race. <laughs> they're yeah, just hopping right. along yeah. until their resources run out because the empires aren't apparently. And I'm going to keep calling them the empire. I really don't care. <laughs> it's the same shit. Uh, endless um, resources. Endless resources. So basically like they're they're hobbling on and uh, you know that that's that's kind of where they're at the whole time. Mm. They should have just gone to that with the dreadnought. The dreadnought should have just been able to get one shot off, and then they're hobbling along the yeah. whole time. This whole hyperspace thing should have been gone from the script because then it leads to the side plot that I did not care for even a bit of them uh, of the them, casino and yeah, the master yeah, code yeah, breaker. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, I kind of hopped along the plot a little bit yeah, there because yeah. it logically you kind of have to to some degree. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. But that to me is like the, the, a lot of that was la very lazy writing from the, the the tracking to hyperspace, the having to get the master code breaker to fix this. That was also lazy. That is also one of the worst fucking titles for anything that I've ever heard in my life. The master code breaker. What is like to me, it sounded like an SNES title. Like yeah. <laughs> master code, super master code breaker. Master, like it yeah. just sounded so dumb. Like I was literally groaning. And the the biggest pain in the ass of that to me is they got a character, probably my favorite new character in this whole series, Maz, to be able to deliver that message that oh, you need to yeah. go get the master code that breaker. So and random. it was kind of a fun scene. Like yeah. she's like, uh, what was it? A labor dispute, and she's in like a yeah, heated like, like gunfight. Gun fight. Yeah. I was like, that's great. And then they just kind of don't use her again. Nope. And I'm like. Yeah, why yeah. why introduce more characters when you've got a couple of really good ones that you really haven't explored? Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I mostly, dropped a lot right there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> most. I'm not. I, I mean, I do disagree on some points. I do think that I I did like the casino scene. Uh, I agree with the whole code breaker thing, just being like a grown worthy cliche. Um, there are other problems I had though, like the the mechanics of getting them to that place. Like like you had, like you said, the dreadnought would fall. Like you know, the the dreadnought like just skip all of the whole tracking through hyperspace yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the whole tracking through hyperspace thing, I have a problem with that. And similarly, the way I have the problem with uh, in Star Trek is because this new technology comes out, and then they find out they find out how to. It's like nobody's been able to do this for like decades mm. and they're like, oh, they can track us through hyperspace and this new character, Rose, is like, oh, this must be how they're doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, that was probably like at least a couple of years of like R&D yeah. to like get there. You just like squashed it yeah. into... 30 seconds. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that where that's lazy writing. I think I feel that's lazy writing. Um, where you write yourself into a corner where they have to figure out, they have to know how it works in order to stop it. Mm -hmm. And if it's something so new, like how do they figure it out just like that? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that upsets me about 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 this. Or uh, upset. Upset's a strong word. I was just kind of like irritated by it. I was very irritated. But uh, going back to Star Trek, I guess it is some I mean, it's cheap in and of itself to have Spock be basically literary or um like the embodiment of being able to tell you exactly what to do. Right. Because he's the one that basically says like, "Oh yeah, you just do it this way." And you believe it because he's got that knowledge and he's from Is the that future how now. it happens? Oh yeah, Spock's the one that gives him the formula. 
He's like, here, oh, here's you're good. You, you haven't you haven't discovered I it forgot. yet. You yeah, haven't yeah. discovered it yet. This yeah. is it. And he's looking at. It, he's like, huh. I never thought of it relative to da 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 da. Okay. And then that's how. So they I go. take I take that back. It's so, been a while since I've seen yeah. the, the Abrams Star Trek movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I take that back. Uh, but this one, they do nothing like that. No, no, they no, don't. No, it's just Rose is apparently. It's being, just like a, a like a, a, like a prodigy. Yes. You know, working yeah. in the depths of this station, like you know, like a plumber, or something like a plumber like or, yeah, whatever or whatever she whatever, does. I still don't really. Yeah, she yeah. was a mechanic of some sort. I don't know. I did. I didn't like her character very much. I don't think she offered much. She's a nice. She's a likable character. Yeah. But I don't think she offered much to the overall story. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? She was just kind of there. Yeah. And I didn't like that. It was. I. I, I would have rather they give her more to do. So, yeah, so uh, they get tracked. Oh, so I guess we jump over to, oh, sorry, they get tracked through hyperspace. Yeah. And they get attacked and uh, the bridge is completely blown out and, you know, um, Admiral Akbar dies. Was that Akbar? Flying through space. Oh, dear. I don't know what, I think he was flying through space, but yeah, he was definitely on the bridge. Mm. Let's have a moment of silence for, it's a trap. I think I said that in the theater when they came yeah. out. I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure I yelled out. I was like, it's a trap. Yeah. yeah. And it was, um, it was completely involuntary. <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody was offended or upset. So, so yeah, they blow out the, the, the bridge. And then probably the first really odd scene of this movie happens where you think uh, Leia uh, is, is dead floating through space. And she uh, opens her eyes. And um, flies back to the ship, I think. Yep. That's yeah. the best way anyone can describe it. <laughs> yeah. So she sort of floats through space and like Mary Poppins her way back to the ship. And there is sort of like everyone's really surprised. Yeah. I do like the fact that everyone's like, what the hell? Like, really? Yeah. Um, because that's how the audience is. Feeling. Yeah. Subsequently, there's no there's no actual explanation for for how that happens. But you, uh, that didn't bother me that much, only because we've never seen Leia use her force powers. Yeah, ever, ever. Like not not in the original trilogy, not in the Force Awakens, not in, not in uh, not in any film. So it was nice to see her use them. I'm assuming they're the force powers, not just something she ate before <laughs> she flew out into space. I mean, uh, only it takes a very little push to get you going in space. Yeah. Zero so, Gs. so uh, yeah, so it was nice to see, like. You get over the initial shock of like what the hell is going on. Yeah, I I went into acceptance almost immediately. It was like nice to see Leia's use of the Force being wildly different than than other folks because you know they're they're tw they're twins, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah they're, they're twins. twins. Yeah. So it's like the the power levels here are supposed to be like you know they're equivalent. Like they're they're both equally capable, and she manifests her powers in such a weird and strange and kind of crazy way. I like that. That I, that was the first time that that was the first time I was like, first I was like, what the hell am I watching? And then yeah. after she comes back, I'm like. No, I think I kind of like that. Yeah. So, anyway, how did you feel about that? I, I, I liked the idea of it. I mean, the, in the whole Star Wars extended universe, and I only have some knowledge of it, but Leia's very powerful with the Force. Like, it's right. established. She might be arguably more powerful than Luke. It's just okay. that she's untrained, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Um, in this, I I don't know that I would have gone the direction of, you know, if she, ha if she does have this latent power that she doesn't really, like, flex her muscles on. Yeah. 
would you do it in a way where she goes into the vacuum of space and is able to survive that? Like, that's extreme. That's that's really, really tough to swallow. And then all of a sudden, on top of that, you're also introducing the fact that, guess what? She can fly around in space, blow a door off, and then bring it and seal it back up, no problem. I mean, she opens it up. You know what I mean? Like she Did she? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's how she gets back in. She opens it, which by the way, the second she opened it, everybody in the hallway should have yeah. in the space. Well, yeah. But anyway, she goes into the thing and that's how she gets in. And then she goes into her her, her coma. But um it, it just it was very jarring. Personally, I, I liked the idea because I do like the idea that, you know, Leia's got this crazy power behind her and you and just, she just Yeah, she yeah, just, she just does not like know how to use right, it. She doesn't know how to use but, it. But when she's pushed to a point right. where she has to use it for self preservation, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it it manifests itself. Although it looks like she was well in control of that's what I mean that was the problem for me (laughs) I think it was the fact that like they've never really acknowledged it aside from hey she's probably got some big powers yeah um but then all of a sudden it's just like guess what you know there's this and then on top of that she doesn't really use it to help anybody else like I I mean at that point once they're all there like the way I would have looked at it is you know they blow it off and then the the whole every all the glass and shit shatters and brings them back in something something, not even that like all of a sudden everybody's just like holding their heads and they're like oh we're all dead and then they're looking around like what's going on then you just see leia like sitting in the corner basically like focused or something like that and bleeding from like nose or like something something showing that she's the one everybody gets out she gets out and then just collapses that like something like that to me is more believable and i think it would have been more heroic you know, you're right. I, um, I think I would have liked something. I probably would have liked something where she was helping others, yeah. like manifesting this big power, yeah, in a way that was helping other people. Um, in it, what it is in the film, I I don't mind it. I I like it's it's it gives just the right amount a, a hint of how powerful she really is. Yeah. And I, it's nice seeing that. My my other issue yeah. too with it was the visual of how it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy, I think it was Bones, he said it. Basically, he's like, you know what it looked like was, um, you know that scene in Batman versus Superman where Superman gets uh, him and Doomsday are in yeah. space, yeah, and yeah. then he's just kind of hanging out there yeah. and just starts floating away and then floats back in. Yeah, that's what he compared it to. And I'm like, yeah. I can kind of see that visual. And yeah. it just didn't like the floating thing. Just looked weird. It just didn't look. I don't know. It's hard. Like, and, and also just the concept of like. Her essentially being dead in space and then being able to come back and float yeah. into the ship and I don't know it was just a little bit much to swallow all in one go. Yeah. So, so uh, jumping back to the the first order here, uh, Kylo Ren has you know a couple of scenes before this and he's attacking the ship and he's he senses his mother on the on the on the bridge. He doesn't shoot. The other Tie Fighters shoot. Yeah. They blow out the bridge and Leia has her her power moment. Um, Kylo Ren in general. Uh, I found him to be really annoying. Yes. In the last yes. film. Yes. In the last film. Oh no! In no, this film, no. <laughs> in this oh, okay. film, I think he's still annoying. Yeah. He frustrates me. Yes. Um, but they flesh him out to the point where he's just a frustrating character. Yeah. Like I think that they were trying to construct someone who's just unsure of everything, right? And and he's inherently annoying he's like a child like he's an annoying child yeah and that's the kind of character they were constructing i'm frustrated with him i think that's what they wanted i think they were constructing a character where the audience is like yeah it's like taking care of a teen like a like a teenager who's Mm -hmm. like a you know moody teenager and uh but yeah so i i feel like he's super annoying i didn't find him particularly like captivating Mm -hmm. but more in the sense of I think that they have so much room for this character in the next movie. I feel like a lot of this stuff is going to pay off. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. So he has these scenes where he's just like, it's you know the the, the new the first order scenes were just like, it's just like two, two crybabies. Yes. It's just like two crybabies yeah. like vying for power. Papa Snoke is like trying to but yeah, Papa, pick in like, his favorite child. It was more the, like a sitcom. Yeah, it was it like was a weird stupid. sitcom. It was like, like it you know, home improvement Star Wars edition where, you know, Tim Taylor is played by Snoke and you've got like <laughs> and you've got like these two kids that are just like total pains in the ass and um Oh no, my Roomba's going off. <laughs> Hold okay. on. I'm going to turn that off. Oh my off. god. We'll it's a droid. It's a droid. Oh, jeez. There it goes. There it goes. Shut it, Ruma. That was amazing. Shut right. it. Uh, anyway, yeah, super annoying. Uh, but they do give him... They give him more... Uh, they give him more... Uh, what do you call it? Um, more of a push? I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Jeez. Motivation. Oh. Way more motivation in this in this film. And... Um, and yeah, so he has these scenes where these two guys, they're just crying. Yeah. They're just, like, whining. They're just, like, little babies. Babies! Yeah. But, um, um, so, yeah, so, like... Uh, General uh, Hux is the most punchable face in the universe. <laughs> Every time no, I see No, they both him. are, though. Their faces are nothing to write home about. No, no, I'm not talking... There's something about uh, the Hux character that just seems, like, very, like... Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's the way oh, he like sticks snooty. out his chin and snooty. Oh, yeah. Like, at least Kylo Ren doesn't have that snootiness. But General Hux, oh, my God. I don't know how any of his commanding officers don't respect. just punch him in the face. Yeah, I don't see how any, he gets any respect. And he doesn't, really. He just kind of gets stomped all over in this in this movie. Um, rightfully so. He's just a... He's an irritating character. They're both pretty irritating. So, uh, I, I don't... I While Kylo Ren has been sort of fleshed out, Hux is just... I don't know, it's just, they're just bickering. He's and just like, there. They're whiny, they're both whiny, yeah. and it's just kind of like to the point where you're like, I'm just tired of seeing these two guys. He's uh, just there. Whine. Yep. Just like whiny little babies. Well, let's 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 table Kylo Ren for now, because okay, I want to yeah, yeah. go into my, because he he's very problematic. I think Adam Driver's a very good actor, and I think he plays this role well. My problem is- He's with also the, jacked. He's jacked, yeah, he's what? big. There was a couple wow. of shirtless scenes. There was a shirtless scene, like, he's big. Whoa. That guy um, is not small. But yeah, my problems with him are going to you, the uncertainty of his character and the 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 the, the fucking ten, temper tantrums, the, yeah, the fist, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the smashing punching, the yeah the, the helmet thing, and I, I just whatever, it's fine. But like, I I wanted his character to go somewhere, and it's where they're going. I don't know that I like yet. So yeah. it, like I said, let's sure. we'll, we'll, we'll table that until later because that you'll 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 hear me bitching though. Yeah. Um, so then where do we go we, from so, here? Like Ray? Yeah, I like was going to say, let's yeah, start talking about that. Because to me, th everything about this plot mm -hmm. is what I wanted to see in this film. Like this was the stuff. And I think everything was pretty well put together acting wise. Mm. I think that some of, I don't know, I guess some of the direction that they went, I don't know that I agree with. But sure. Like the the anything Luke and Ray, uh, Luke and Ray yeah. I was on board with. That was the stuff I wanted to so, see. So yeah, I feel like a lot of these scenes were kind of like some of these scenes were kind of bloated there's a lot of like luke just like walking up really large hills the first day in the life of luke skywalker where he's running around hills he's <sighs> milking that that whole thing i was just like this i i i'm never watching well, this. I mean, milking the and the beast on the shore there that was just I was, lapping that milk up I, yeah he's, he's getting it all going, in his beard oh, god i'm like you know, I feel like they could have they had a couple more dialogue scenes rather than you know the 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 milking very scene. impractical the lactating like the la lactating scene. Um, they did have this one shot, and in the background you see this like giant sea monster. 
Yeah. Like, or the yeah. background. I wanted to know about that sea monster a little bit more. Yeah. Not this lactating beach whale. Like, oh, it was, that was just weird and disgusting. Um, but yeah, so like mostly, like I do, I love their interactions. He is a curmudgeon. Yeah. In this movie. And if you're not on board with that, then you will not like this movie at all. He is, he's old. He's get off my lawn. Like literally he tells her to leave. Yeah. While she's standing on his lawn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, so we'll skip, we'll jump back a little bit. So the last film on, uh, obviously ends off oh, on yes. her right. handing Luke this, this lightsaber that's been a big focal point of the last film. Where did it come from? Why did he leave it yeah. wherever he left it? Da, 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 da. The, the force is literally talking to Ray through it. There's yeah. all these questions. And then he gets it. And the first thing he does is he fucking tosses it. <laughs> He's just like, nah. And that's like the joke that we started on. That's what I mean is like, I felt like that was Ryan Johnson being like, yeah, you thought you knew what it was? No. no. <laughs> we don't even want. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where they went with it. And I, I just, as soon as I saw that, it was very jarring for me as an audience member. Like, I just paid 20 bucks to see this in IMAX and you are literally taking the one thing I wanted to yeah. see and just making a joke out of it? Yeah. Like, dude, that's not, and, and uh, I want to level set the expectations here. When I was growing up, my two heroes, Optimus Prime and Luke Skywalker, those were my two like childhood two heroes. Two good ones. Right? Good ones. So like to see that and be so excited that Luke's going to be coming back to do something, something like that, I was just like, that was not the right way to start it off. Another thing I wanted to mention too, what was with all of the jokes? Like, not all the jokes. Star Wars always had some bits oh, of comedy sure. to it, yeah, right? That's that's not my problem. But and I I wish I remembered some of them off the top of my head now. But there were some like there was some very inappropriately timed jokes where it was just really? like I don't get it. Like why would you? I, I love the the reach out thing. When she's like, and he's like, you know, she's got her eyes. Oh, and got the her thing, eyes that like, was, yeah. that was good. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. You know what, it, you know when I just and it was well, it was like, it was a joke that played into the, the plot. Too. Yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah no, Training your, your, yeah. your novice and somebody, the thing that I didn't like was where are you from? Nowhere. Where are you from? And then she's like, this is like, oh yeah, that's pretty much nowhere. I was like, that's no, you're building up oh, a very dramatic big moment. Yeah. And they, they did that a few times throughout the film. I'll probably remember a couple oh, more as we go. And those, I was just like, why are you Disneyfying this? Like. Take them, like, if you're going to have a serious moment, take the moment. Take the serious moment. Don't cheapen it with some quippy joke for no reason. Mm. And they did that a bunch of times in this film. When it wasn't Yeah, that didn't really bother me. No? I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, Bug me. It was immediately obvious. I, because, because you know what? I feel like Luke is almost like a, uh, you know, he's Yoda. He's like Yoda in this movie. He's... A lot of things are similar. He's been gone for a long time. He's isolated on his own, like, you know, little He's not planet. like Yoda. He is Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean not... to say is Yoda was was hilarious, too. At the beginning. But that, but the thing is, is he's, at that point, he was using that hilarity as a certain driver to, to test the character. Sure, sure. And then after he turned that switch and you realize, holy shit, this thing is Yoda. Yeah. You don't see another joke from Yoda that entire, for the rest of the prequel, or not prequel, for the rest of the original trilogy. Yeah. From that all the way down to Return of the Jedi. But I also think that Luke Skywalker has had a personality. Yoda didn't. Not, meaning Yoda didn't have history when mm -hmm. he was first shown, right? Uh, Luke has a personality. You saw him grow up. You know that he's not He's not Yoda. He's not. He is a fallible human being that mm -hmm. learned how to use the Force, right? He's 
he's not uh, he's not the end all be all, right? So he still has his personality. He but, still has it. So. But the problem with that is, which Luke Skywalker are you getting? Are you getting the the one that is that character that you're talking about? Yeah. That is, you know, you've seen grow and this and that. Or do you get curmudgeoned, grumpy old Luke Skywalker well, living alone? I mean, like well, one no, changed no, into no, the other. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, he, like, it's not still that he changed. vestiges of his old personality, no. obviously. He didn't change into the other. He changed back and forth between that character whenever the plot, whenever it was convenient to the plot or convenient to make a joke. He didn't just uh, start and be one. It would have been okay if he was grumpy old man, grumpy old man, grumpy old man. And then he wasn't. And then you saw him start coming out a little bit more. He would go back to grumpy old man very, very quickly a lot of the times. And then sometimes, just for levity's sake, you'd see a little thing. The the scenes that were really good was when, mm. like, my favorite scenes for, for Luke, I think, there was two. Yeah. When Chewie busts down that door. Yeah, that was great. That was a great scene. <laughs> and when he's just walking around silently on the Millennium Falcon and then he sees oh, R2-D2, yeah. those were such nice moments to see. Yeah, that was nice. But, and, and that's the thing is, it's that stuff, it sort of cracked his grumpy armor. Yeah. But it's still, like, there were still parts in the film where it just didn't seem, I don't know, it, the, the, the day in the life. Yeah. That was so bad. Like it just didn't make any sense. I, I wasn't. I wasn't too on board with it either. No, it yeah. didn't make sense in terms of like it, it didn't fit the character at all. Like he's like I don't know. He just seemed too happy about what he was doing. He just like, do, 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 do. but then you go back into this kind of dark kind of like oh, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I just I did not. I didn't like what they did in that front. But that didn't bother me as much. I I I sort of like the fact that he was still kind of. He's he still had a bit of a crackling personality. It's it's maintained through the film because later he does, you know, he's got the moment where he winks, he you know at uh, at C three PO, and he's got like that moment where he says, you know, um, see you around, kid, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, and it's I think that's a it's a Han line, right? Yeah, yeah. But like he's he's he still has vestiges of his personality. Yeah. Maybe they're not cut in in a more organic way. Yeah. But I think they were trying to show that he's not like he's not just a serious old man like he's yeah he's he is like someone that you guys grew up with right right, right. still has and, the, the and as he develops into that i throughout the film i'm okay with that it's it's the sporadic kind of like some in some instances where it's yeah. just tangenty like it's like again it goes into the shoehorn thing it yeah. almost seems like they're just shoehorning in funny stuff for luke skywalker to do when it's not appropriate for him to do so um, yeah. But like the wink and everything later in the film, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, like yeah. almost pitch, picture perfect for me yeah. in terms of how the character works. It's just that there were certain, and this is me complaining about my favorite stuff in the film. Yeah, okay. Um, but and these these are pretty small compl complaints for that. I think that they could have done some things better. But overall, I thought that the, everything they did on um, I think it was Octo is the name of the place. Octo. Octo. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that uh, the, those scenes were genuinely pretty. Oh great. yeah! Anytime they were talking, I, I feel like the anytime they had dialogue, I was very happy. Yeah, I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. He does. He gives a pretty great performance, a very earnest sort of genuine performance. Um, and you know, he's disillusioned with the the Jedi, and he's convinced that they need to end. And uh, it all amounts from this, you know, taking on uh, a couple of new students after Return of the Jedi and something bad happening. And that you'd learn about what happened uh, with Kylo being one of his Padawans. And you learn that what happened over the course of uh, the story. Uh, but these, these scenes with Rey and, Rey and him are, are pretty good. Um, he throws the lightsaber, but it doesn't. It's not lost. No, no, they go like, back and get it. I legitimately thought that he threw it and I it was too, gone forever. And I'm like, it. I was like, oh, 
I don't know. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That it's just, yeah, it's like everything. Yeah, it's. It, I see why this has split people because I wasn't. I wasn't so in. Like, I didn't like the Force Awakens all that much. Yeah. Um, or I didn't feel bound to it, and uh, so him throwing it away, I was just kind of like, okay, like we can start something like new. Yeah. Um, but you know, they they still use the lightsaber, and and uh, they have. The, their their dialogue about the force and what it is, I thought was brilliant. Like it's so yeah. well written, yes. uh, and you know what it is, all the stuff that connects us. It's explained in a way that is so simple yet effective. Yeah, uh, and it's not like anybody owns it. Like he he goes into this whole thing about you know like everybody has that power, and he and they and this the theme of this film. Mm-hmm. The theme of the movie is that people like individuals aren't important right like everybody has this power to do something special and uh and you can start a rebellion yeah at any point with anybody yeah, like yeah that kind yeah. of thing so they're really pushing this theme through the whole movie and i and I, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that i like that a lot I, I just realized something how many times did they say hope during this goddamn movie? oh yeah it was a lot i would have li- like I, I, if I watch this movie again, yeah. I'm definitely going to have a ticker tape on that and just start yeah. noting it a number of times. I'm sure somebody's already done that. But in any case, like, how many times did they say hope? They said yeah. hope so many friggin' times. I was getting, like, I was like, come on, I get it. Like, yeah. we need hope. Yeah. Keep going. So back on the ship here, uh, Holdo is put in command, who is uh, uh, Laura Dern's character. Now, I took personal offense with her leadership here. She's supposed to be a seasoned admiral a seasoned veteran of of the the rebellion and she makes the dumbest choices um when you're leading something like that and I mean, it, like look a lot of it comes from if you're a manager or something like that transparency is so important yep to keep your team you know motivated you know to keep everybody contextualized like here's what you're doing and here's why it's important to you know what we're trying to achieve, whether it's a company, whether it's you know you know whatever, she purposefully boxes everybody out of a plan, so everyone's just sitting there waiting to die. Yep. Like, and I just didn't get it. I'm like, I don't get it. Did I miss something? I thought I missed something. There's a couple of things. So this is where my massive problem with this movie is. Mm-hmm. This whole plot about them being chased by the ship, they can outrun the ship. And they're far enough that they can't reach them. Well, they the can reach them. They, they, the, that, like, the, I guess the power of these of yeah. these uh, these laser shots that they're taking at them, this artillery, wanes over a distance. Yeah. So by the time it hits them, it's not very strong, and the shields can more can more than handle the, yeah. the bombardment. Yep. Fine. They have to explain all of this in dialogue that happens so fast. They set up this entire situation, and it's so convoluted. Yet, a couple of things happen. People are able to leave the ship and fucking come back. No problem. No problem. No problem. Why not send TIE fighters to board? Like, yeah, it doesn't make like, sense. Like, none of this, like, this whole situation, it's an interesting situation, but only because it's an interesting situation, it has no, like, you can't build anything that makes any sense to introduce the situation. Again, I'm coming back to the Dark Knight where they jumped, they bent over backwards to make the ship thing happen. Yeah, they yeah. did exactly the same thing here where they bent over backwards to be like, okay, Let's just have people talking, explain the minutia of why this situation makes sense. Yeah. And it's like the worst, ty- I feel like it's the worst type of, uh, of uh, uh, exposition where you're like trying to set up this really convoluted situation. 
Um, so yeah, I wasn't on board with that. The whole like situation was interesting. Yeah. Just like the boat thing was interesting, but I was wasn't I wasn't captivated. But like I I had to let go of like a lot of questions I had. Yeah. You know and 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 uh, and Poe and and uh, um, Finn and Rose like Finn and Rose go like go uh, you know shoot off the the main ship. Yeah, and uh, they go to this uh, this other planet looking for the code breaker because they want to get into Snoke's ship to de- deactivate the tracker so that they can jump into hyperspace and not be tracked. Okay, mm-hmm. so they just fucking leave. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so you can just leave yeah. now? Okay, then why doesn't everybody just fucking yeah. leave? Right yeah. now, Laura Dern's character, the Admiral's got this plan that she's not telling Poe. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe it's like. Some sort of weird offensive they're gonna take, or there's something that Poe doesn't know. Yeah. That maybe, you know what I thought would have worked way better would have been they're not tracking them through hyperspace. There's a mole yeah. on the ship. Exactly. So she's like, I can't tell you what we're gonna do because I suspect someone on this ship is feeding the first order yeah. information. Cool. Makes sense. None of that happens. No. They were it, to me it seemed like they were setting up Laura Dern to be the, the evil mo- person yes. or the mole. Yeah. And and yeah. even then I was like that, I I mean that makes sense, but it was just bad leadership the whole time. No, no, it was right? just simply there was no there was no reason for it. It was, there was simply absolutely bad. Absolutely no reason. It was for simply it. bad leadership yeah. because the plan Yeah. as it turns out is they're just going to evacuate the ship. Yeah. We're going to go as far as we can and then we're going to evacuate the ship and then they'd be under cover of some kind, cool. right? That was the thing I didn't understand. Yes, I did not understand that. I was way. like, I was borderline furious with 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 what was going on. Yeah, right. They leave, and we're jumping ahead of the plot, but they leave the ship, and they just get shot down anyway. Like well, I that, just, that's because, and this is where I don't understand. Benicio del Toro's character. Benicio del Toro, who's never met them or been on yeah. that ship, somehow knows exactly what they're going to do, and is like, so, "Hey, first order." Yeah. They're over there. Yeah, yeah. So so we got I have a lot of problems with that part, but we'll we'll get there when we get to Benicio's yeah. character. Uh this is turning out to be a long episode. But it's uh, going to be, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so this whole thing about like uh the Admiral uh, Laura Dern's character holding back information, yeah. she is just a poor leader. Yes. Like, what was the purpose? No. I'd love to hear. Wouldn't you want your whole crew being like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. So everybody get ready. Yeah. Forget about whether it's an effective plan or not, but just keeping people informed. Like, why are you keeping it away from Poe? And Poe has, why, why are you doing it? Because you want to make Poe act drastically. Yeah. Right? Like, there, it's it's a function of the plot, again, into this convoluted sort of plot yeah. where you're like, oh, just, you know, we need Poe to, to, to get frustrated and do something dumb. So, uh, yeah, this is how we're going to do it. And also, it seemed like they were like, you know what? We want to we wanna make it, a, you know, kind of ambiguous. Maybe she's a bad guy. Maybe she's yeah. a good guy. Oh, no, she's actually a good guy. But they can still track. Like, they're, they're adding more layers. conflict and layers to something that doesn't need it. Yeah. Guess what? They can track you through hyperspace, so you're going to have to keep limping. Why are we devoting time on this conflict when there's really only one way out, right? Yeah. Keep going as long as you can until you get to a... Like, to, until you get to a system where for some reason you can get cover and get to a place where you will be safe. Like, go there and that's it. But, like, ha- spending more time on this, and again, this makes it a way more bloated, dense movie. Oh, yeah. It's because you're devoting all this time to Laura Dern's character being potentially a good guy, potentially a bad guy, and then it find- you turns out she's a good guy. It's yeah. a, it's more shit that they throw in a movie that goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely a subplot. The whole Poe... I like Laura Dern as a character. I like the idea that there are other admirals yeah. and there are other capable characters, and I thought that's where they were going with that. But literally... 
they they took her character and they made her incompetent. Yeah. Like they like they made they made her almost like uh, mean spirited. It's like she wasn't telling Poe. It's like I know something you don't know. Like yeah. kind of thing. Where it's like, what purpose did that serve? In the end, when she finds out the plan, and Poe's like, oh, that's what you're gonna do. I see why you kept it from me. What? No, I don't. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why didn't you just say something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just like that. That actually that irritated me a lot. That because I love Laura Dern. Yeah. I think she's great. She's an amazing actress, and they made me. But she does have a great redemptive moment. Yes, uh, yeah. but like they they really made me dislike her. I also thought she was just distracting um, because like, like the way she, she was dressed. There was the way she was dressed, the purple hair wig thing. Yeah. And then on top of that, just Laura Dern walking into Star Wars, just without much Kate, like they're like, General Holdo. And then all of a sudden she walks in and is like, fucking Laura Sattler? Dern? Sattler? <laughs> like, Ellie Sattler? Sattler? Yeah. And they, like, like I said, I just, I, it's not that she put in a bad performance. I don't think she did. Mm-hmm. It's just every time I saw it, I was like, fucking Laura Dern. It's Laura Dern. It's Laura Dern. Yeah. Like that's, I don't yeah. know, that's how I found, found so, it. Yeah, so anyway, they figure out, they, they have this call with Maz. Uh, Take that off the table. <laughs> it's vibrating into the mic. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they, they have this, uh, they have this uh, scene with, what's her name? Because I don't even remember her character. Who? I don't know who you're talking Maz? Maz, yeah. Maz. I can't remember yeah, her last um, name. It's a totally CG scene where she's, you know, and then she's like, Choo-choo. oh, you need to get onto Snoke's ship. Yeah. Okay, you, you know, you need the master code breaker or whatever. So then they leave. They go and they leave. Without issue, yeah. they just leave, um, and uh, they go to this uh, planet, this casino planet. You obviously don't didn't didn't like this one. I actually like the idea of them finally showing some like upper class Star Wars citizens because Star Wars has always been a dingy, uh, kind of gross, lived in feel. Uh, you've never actually seen sort of like the 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 upper echelon of society. And it was kind of cool to see that. I did did like that. The whole subplot about the racing animals uh, didn't think was needed at all. No. Um, I could have, you know, I could have done without that. Um, If they treated this more like Mos Eisley in Tatooine, where they're like, we got to go to Mos Eisley and find a a smuggler or something to get us over here. And then they just treated it like that. I would have been way more on board with it because I totally agree with you. Like seeing that, the, the how the rich live in this you yeah. know, this 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 universe, um, and the fact that they're essentially all warmongers, right? And how they got rich. And how they got rich. Exactly. Super interesting. Yeah. They touch on it, and then it just disappears. Part in the wind. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, you guys should have dedicated a little more time exactly. on that. Exactly. Del Toro. I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but Benicio's character. I was almost like Benicio's character should have been a dealer himself. Absolutely, and he should have dealt in. It should have been. I thought the reveal at the end was going to be, "Oh, that was my ship, right?" And I've sold to both of you guys. Yeah, you're both idiots, like that kind of thing, right? Um, But they don't do anything with it, and it was so interesting when he switches, like, "Oh, selling weapons to the bad guys," and it shows the X-wing. Oh, to the good guys too. I'm like, "Oh, it's brilliant!" Yeah, and then they don't mention it again. (laughs) I was like, "Come on!" Oh, that was the most interesting stuff about it. But the thing is, is what they were doing, the codebreaker stuff, and all that. I, that whole subplot for me, it was just like, and it falls completely flat. Everything fails. Yeah, but you know what? I, I was I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how everything fails. They end up on Snoke's ship and everything falls apart and they can still track them through hyperspace if they were to jump. I think the whole movie is about 
it's 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 almost comical because it's about the rebellion failing again and again and again and dying. Like this is really just a rebel massacre. This film, you know, we're talking about how much it cost them, like those bombers in the, at the beginning. They take that to almost comedic levels yeah. later in the movie. Where, <laughs> I swear to God, there's like four guys left out of like four tr- million people. Like oh, the there's rebellion? like four, yeah, there's like four dudes yeah. left, yeah. and it's just comical how many of them die. Yeah. Like the death toll in this movie is catastrophic. It's like it's. It's, I, I, I just started laughing after a little, I'm like, sometimes I feel like sometimes in the editing room, they're like, oh, we need more ships because we need to blow up more people. Like, like, I was like, almost seemed, you know, mean spirited after a little while. There was like a couple dozen people maybe in that final, yeah, final place, maybe three dozen people. If that, out of thousands, out of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it was crazy. And then just like, you know, you know, the ships that are like running out, like literally running out of gas. And like slowing down, and then just getting annihilated by the by the dreadnought. Yeah, it's like come on, yeah. guys, this is really dreary stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's it it was it, it was uh, I just it was funny, <laughs> but it's almost like in the Revenant where you, like the Revenant where Leo's like Leo's plight is so awful mm-hmm. that it's almost funny. Like the moment where he he like takes the horse off the cliff and he has to hide in its innards. I'm like, this is just. That's unfortunate. <laughs> like, come on, guys! Like, this is starting to get like a like a funny like yeah, how yeah. how awful this situation yeah. is. So yeah, that's that's how I felt about the like level of destruction on the on the rebel side. Anyway, so they're they're on this planet. They oh sorry, you got some stuff written. No, no, I, I would, it's, it's just plot. Keep going. Oh, okay. You yeah, they're it. on this planet. They have this little like racehorse and uh, analogous animal that you know that they're using you know for racing and stuff. And it turns out Rose is from here. Is that? Did yeah. I get that right? I think so. Yeah. So or like, a planet like it. Yeah. I don't know if it was from that place in particular, yeah. but basically the, the whole analogy is that like, this is how the rich live and then the, they abuse the poor and yeah. they become their slaves yeah. and this and that. So they get caught. Yeah. For there. parking, for a parking infringement. For a parking violation. Yeah. Uh, we've all been there. Um, and uh, they get thrown in jail and they meet uh, Benicio's character who has a, a tick that I feel like they came up with on set the day of shooting. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, um, I think Benicio's a great actor and he can be weird and quirky. This is not, I don't think this is, this is one of his lesser efforts for the quirky character. He's got this weird, I think it's a stutter of some kind. Um, but he's super cool. He's just Benicio cool, you know? Like, yeah. So that kind of overshadows it. Uh, so he turns out he's kind of a code breaker. Um, he <laughs> breaks out of his cell. Very instantly, easily. yeah. And like, why was was he just waiting there? Did he just want company to leave? He because like I can't escape on myself. He actually works there. He's the janitor. He <laughs> just goes and sleeps. He just lock, He locks himself. Yeah, he got so. evicted from his hotel from from his uh, from his place, and he's just like, you know what? Those cots are pretty good. I'm gonna go and take a walk. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but no. you know, like he escapes from his cell. He's like, finally, I have friends. I can escape now. So he so he escapes, and they get split up. And uh, they have this big escape from from the thing where they jump on one of these, uh, you know, beasts of burden, these these horse sort of uh, analogous to horses. And they run. He steals a ship. They escape. This whole thing, uh, I did like what they did with the casino. I I, I can't I can't I lo- I like that 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 visual 
uh, you know, that visual that we haven't seen before, this yeah. upper echelon. Uh, they have this one gremlin-like character that's doing something really oh, fun. I actually thought yeah. that was funny where he's trying to put quarters into, into BB-8. Uh, and he puts a ton in there. And then it, there is a payoff later with the, with the quarters. Um, it is kind of cartoony, but it did make me laugh a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, is there anything else about that scene? The actual code breaker I thought was going to be some weird cameo. Yeah, but it's I, I don't know I didn't recognize guy. I didn't I didn't recognize who was playing the codebreaker because they end up finding Benicio in the cell. The actual codebreaker is playing the tables, and they get thrown in jail before they could talk to him. Yeah, um, I thought it was going to come out that like Benicio was the guy, and that yeah, other dude stole a, his lapel thing or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. That, that's not important. Yeah, um, the the things that just didn't work well with me on this planet, the world building, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Seeing the the contrast between the rich and the poor, how they got there, that's the interesting stuff, and they didn't focus on that. Instead, they opted to spend more comical time on things like them running away from the cops. Mr. Gremlin guy, though funny, and you do get the payoff with the, the, the coins later, not necessary. Yeah. The whole jail escape thing and them riding in it, that to me just screamed prequel CG nonsense in certain elements. I just, yeah. that A lot of it just, did, could it could have been streamlined so much better and it could have been way more interesting. The, thematically, the the expression of uh, suppression and like freedom yeah. uh, is is definitely encapsulated in that scene. So I think that's why it was included. This whole idea of of uh, slavers, yeah, right, and the idea of like freeing these, you know, these I can't remember what they're called, but uh, uh, probably one of the weaker design elements of the film. To be honest, it was mm-hmm. kind of they were kind of meh. Yeah, the other yeah. designs were pretty good, but. Um, I think this whole idea of like freedom and them freeing them and you know the whole rebellion and hope thing was like encapsulated in that one sequence. And then I the- agree though like I think that the theme was pretty strong throughout the movie they didn't need to have that. Yes. Um yeah, I, but I do think that they needed to have the casino scene and the warmonger, sorry, the the war profiteers and the the ones that are selling weapons and all of that stuff. That was just so, it was too interesting to pass up. Needs a strong word. I don't think they needed it, but I think that it could have enhanced the environment had they done it properly. Uh, It's just to me, they go cartoony and I didn't appreciate that portion of it. So... But that that it is what it is. Uh, it introduced and it introduced the concepts of some of those orphans, right? Yes. And those I want to touch. We'll touch back at them towards the end of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, we'll continue yeah. on. There was something else that I mentioned or I read that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things actually. I guess yeah, go for it. it. Um, so Ray ends up going into the dark side cave. Oh yeah, I was gonna jump back to Ray. Yeah, yeah, go, go, because I was confused by that. So she goes in. He has this seance thing with her where he's like, feel the force. Right. Loved that sequence. And then he freaks out. He, like, she sees this, this darkness down there and he's, he gets scared. He's like, you went right to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen this before. I'm I'm scared. And that was was well done. done. I like that a lot. But then she actually goes to the cave and that's what I was confused by. Oh man, this thing was was a weird. Weird. Sort of crazy high concept uh, thing going on. This infinite mirror that she was looking at, where it was just images of herself replicated, yeah. um, trying to find her parents. Basically, was the, I mean that's kind of what it all boils down to. She just yeah. got mommy and daddy issues. Yeah. Really. So, so I'd like to, what I'd like to say here is that after I saw the Force Awakens, her parentage was something a subplot a subplot that I never even realized was. And a thing. Really? Like, by the end of The Force Awakens, everyone's like, but who are her parents? And blah, oh. blah, blah. And I was like, I don't, I don't 
Like, I didn't get that from the movie. I didn't get the, the, the I didn't think there was any mystery. I didn't think it mattered. Like, when, when I left The Force Awakens, I'm like, everyone was very much like, oh, is like Luke her father, is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't think there was anything in The Force Awakens that plays up the mystery of her parents. I just, it didn't resonate with me at all. Like, it wasn't something that was a, was a question that needed to be answered for me. Okay. So, so the way they treated it in this movie was pretty funny for me because it was like, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what they, yeah, that's, that's essentially what they, what they amounted to. I know that, I know that folks who thought, who felt that this, there was a setup for her parents and all of that stuff are sort of disappointed with the fact that, or it could be disappointed with the fact that it actually didn't make any difference. But for me, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I never thought it mattered. Like, I, I didn't think that the movie played that up at all. So I thought all, The like, Force Awakens did, for sure. Really? There I was at least a few scenes where they brought it up as kind of, like, big parts of that character. And well, then in this one, said, they like, focused my... on it a bunch of times in terms of, like, who are my parents, who are my parents, who are my parents. Yeah, guess what? Nobody. You spent a whole bunch of time on it and uh, not a whole, a, whole, a whole bunch of time in it in this film because it got brought up quite a few times and well, then the she last asks, one setting it up yeah. as well. You've spent some time in the last oh, two yeah. films yeah, and now yeah. all of a sudden, guess what? Doesn't matter. Now, I don't actually think that's the right answer. Not that, that it's the right answer. I don't think that's the the answer. I think that something about this is going to, and I'm going to kind of go into where I was going with the orphan stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to come in to affect later to find out that, guess what? They, I don't think that Kylo or Snoke or whoever told her that they're nobody, I don't think that they actually know her. If they do, they're not telling her. Oh, okay. I think that there's some other kind of subplot, or not subplot, there's some other kind of thing going on where you've got, you know how Anakin was basically just created, right? <laughs> like he was, Jesus. He was basically, yeah, he's like forced Jesus. Right. I, I I don't know if this is my theory, but you've got all of these orphans. You don't know if this is your theory? No, I, this I is haven't your flushed theory. it. This is my theory right now. I haven't flushed it out yet. But you've got her being this orphan that got dropped off somewhere on, well, I can't remember what the name of the planet is. And then all of a sudden, and she's super strong with the Force. And then you've got this orphan kid on this other planet who's definitely Force sensitive at the very end of the film. He does grab the mop. Grabs the mop it. with yeah, the yeah, Force. Yeah. And he's an orphan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's something to do with like the force is trying to compensate for all the darkness that yeah. the, the unending resources oh, that yeah. the, the first order has. Yeah. But maybe you've got all of these Jedis that were, you know, infants that were sent all over the place. I personally think her parents might be Jedi or they were, maybe these were all like immaculate births or whatever you call it. Like. Jesus births. <laughs> like metachlorian births? Metachlorian births or whatever the oh. hell. And and they were just distributed around the the the, 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 the galaxy or something along those lines. I, I don't know. Just to show that there's all of a sudden another orphan-like child that ha is very Force-sensitive at a young age. I mean, very Force is a strong word, but the kid's tiny and dude's grabbing stuff without actually yeah, touching it, yeah, right? Yeah. So to me... I think that that's going to play up. I don't think that her parents are nobody. I think there's something. I think there's something there, and I think it's going to play into those orphans. Yeah. But that's kind of where I see that going. Um, but I, I don't know. That and that's. I was more upset by the way that they addressed it in the film, her yeah. parentage, because they just kind of throw it aside, very much like the lightsaber thing. Like yeah. just fucking throw it aside. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We set up all this time. You spent money on that last film. You've seen it X number of times. Guess what? It was all a waste of time. We're doing away with all that stuff. Mm. And that was the stuff that kind of bugged me. But then as I'm starting to think critically about this, there are other places they can go. Um, should I set my expectations high that they go there? No, I shouldn't. I mean, if anything, if this film showed me anything, it's that you can't necessarily trust that the studio or the filmmakers are going to do exactly what you think or maybe deep down want. 
Right. Um, you just got to hope that they do justice to whatever, I don't know, whatever the source material is, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm gonna disagree. Uh, I, while I see the, the direction that you're talking about, I'm going to disagree only because I think the theme of this film strongly is bullheaded in its... And it's uh, hope, d yeah. Dis discarding of the individual, mm -hmm. and the uh, you know the 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 uprising can be anywhere with anyone. Mm -hmm. So the idea that saying her parents don't matter is proving that it's not blood, it's not where you come from, right? It's who you are, right? So I feel like the movie is is trying, I and heavy handedly. Uh, but in using the parents and fobbing them off so so uh, nonchalantly, the fact that they don't matter mm -hmm. is saying, okay, anybody can do this. Like we need to we need to start the spark that starts the fire that starts the whatever you know, like all of that stuff. Where like you can you can do anybody can do this. Anybody's capable. Anybody can be a rebel. Mm -hmm. Anybody can be a Jedi. You mm -hmm. know. Like, um, so. Yeah, so I, I feel like the, the film is so bullheaded in that theme that I can't see her parents suddenly being folk, like people of, like within the universe or mm -hmm. some kind of twist uh, in the next movie. But that, that, that's just my opinion. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so she's down here in this like infinite mirror thing. Yeah. Which was like reminding me of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see it was that. Just, like, it's just weird. Like when weird. he's looking into the mirror and like all that stuff. Um, yeah, kind of like an acid trip moment, and um, I, thematically, I still don't understand why that was the execution that they took. I don't uh, know why that was the dark side. I, I just didn't giant get Giant mirror. Giant mirror that's yeah. dark. I mean... I, I don't know. It didn't go anywhere for me. It's like literally the dark side. Like, you look into the dark mirror, you're like, that's the dark side. That is the darkest <laughs> side there is. Um, yeah, so she ends up uh, coming back out, and uh, she's having these conversations with Kylo Ren, uh, shot in, like, a very uh, strange way where they actually don't share any scenes together they're just like a student film kind of shooting from one location to the other yeah them talking to the camera yeah uh, i thought that was an interesting take uh similarly like ryan johnson did a similar effect with the looper mm -hmm. and uh with the with the looper within looper where they uh when they when someone pops back into time there's no fanfare the guy just pops up like literally one frame he's there's nothing the next frame he's there so uh, I feel like this was a very Ryan Johnson lo-fi thing to do. An interesting choice that he made. Um, and they end up connecting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Kylo Ren tells, asks her if Lucas told her about what happened. And it turns out they have different stories. Slightly different stories. Yeah. So Kylo Ren uh, thinks that, you know, he woke up to Luke looking like he's about to kill him. And Luke tells, uh, tells um, her... Ray, that, uh, you know, he, like, Kylo attacked him. And then it turns out to be, you know, the, the actual story turns out to be something in between. Where Luke sensed that Kylo was already turned to the dark side. Kylo doesn't even know that. Snoke had him in his thrall. And uh, he was about to kill him and then decided against it. But Kylo woke up and attacked him. And You notice we haven't really talked about Snoke. We'll this get, movie we'll cares him. <laughs> as much about Snoke... As it did about Admiral Akbar. Yeah, that pissed me off a lot. Yeah. Um, so 
before we go to so, Snoke, there's so, yeah. one, there's one more su- surprise. Well, I I, yeah, I wasn't gonna go there, but oh well, yeah. let's let's get to that because I feel like we can hit Snoke all in one note because that's essentially what he's treated as in this yeah, movie. It's yeah. a one note character. Yeah. Um. So Ray pieces out. She leaves to go back and help her friends after she feels like Luke's not gonna help her and and just mm-hmm. leaves right with Chewie mm-hmm. and the the Falcon. And then that's when he decides he's going to burn down the foundation, the temp, the original oh, yes. Jedi temple. Yes. And then you get one of my favorite cameos in this entire... This scene was amazing. It was the best. It, it was, was so good. good. He pops up and I literally was like, what the hell? Yeah. In the I, theater. I did too. I, I did like, too. Whoa. Yeah. Little Yoda. Bones, he, he, my buddy also started hitting me. Like, like what the Hitting hell? me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's uh, and it's, it's Frank Muppet. Oz. Yeah, it's Muppet Yoda. It looked weird though. There was some there's something Looks weird. strange about it. Oh, Maybe dude, it was totally. just yeah. Okay, I wasn't the only one. Yeah, some of my friends oh, thought the same thing too. But like, no, he totally looks strange. But if you watch Empire, yeah. that's what he looked like. He looked fucking strange. There was something past that though. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. There was something else. I couldn't put my finger on it. That's why I'm not complaining about it. It's just there was something about it. I, I just, felt the same way. There's something. I don't, I don't know, know what it was. was. It looks I don't ex- know what it was. It, like it, they used the same mold to build him and all that stuff. It's yeah, like, but. Something was definitely off. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not the only one then. But uh, but yes, the best scene in the movie. And again, really powering through on that theme of this shit doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Lineage doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Blood doesn't matter. Text and like, you know, old prophecies and all that shit doesn't matter. Not a, like, date, not a page turner it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty a good, good line. Pretty good line, yeah. <laughs> the funny, actually, what's funnier than that line is like, read them, have you? And Mark Hamill's like, well, I, yeah, I, I flip through them, or we say I leaf through them, or whatever. That the reaction he has, yeah. and again, it's a bit of that personality, yeah, because yeah, Mark Hamill's still, yeah. sorry, uh, Luke, Luke is still Luke, like yeah. he's still, he's still learning, like yeah. he's not, and and. And to the people who have a problem with Luke being sort of this curmudgeon old man who doesn't really want to help or uh, I say, you know, poppycock. Like the guy is a human being and yeah. he made a mistake and he's he's not perfect. It's like everyone getting really pissed off that like Batman retired for 10 years or whatever, and, you know, from the Dark Knight to the Dark Knight Rises. It's like people are people. Yeah. Like they're going to be people. People are going to people. People are going to people. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I, this goes back to my problem with them conveniently choosing what Luke Skywalker you're going to get. Yeah. Before Yoda shows up, he's going up there just like, I'm going to just burn this thing down. And then he gets there and then all of a sudden Yoda comes out and he's just like, Master Yoda? Like, and it's, and to me, there's two things. Like, that was a pretty good impression. I'm, I, I thought my impressions are on point today. Yeah. That was um, pretty good. He, yeah. he basically like switches over to kind of the yeah. young Luke Skywalker. But, but seeing he, your old teacher would do that, would do that sure. to anybody. But he doesn't ever try and switch back to that like old curmudgeon guy. He's just kind of like... I guess you don't see him after the scene, that's, right? You don't. What do you mean? Not Yoda? Until, no, uh, Luke Skywalker until the end. Like, right, yes. Yeah, 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 that's scene. his last scene before you see him come yeah. back with yeah. the just, just for Men's. Um, he... The Just for Men's hair club? He gets his beard oh, gets all like, yeah, That's right. Dude, as soon as he came in later oh, on in the movie, right. I was like, damn, homie, like... He, he cleans he up. He cleaned up, man. He did a little bit of little manscaping yeah, on that, that chinny so chin chin of his. Funny. Yeah, I know you're Got right. Got himself a haircut. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Got my clippers, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see the scene before that where Force Ghost Yoda is giving him a haircut. <laughs> you look fresh to death now. <laughs> 
Oh, jeez. Anyways, um, yeah, oh, it was it good. was a fun scene. That to me is another example of like you know, pick the Luke you're gonna get right, and right. and stick with it. But kind of, it would have been interesting to see him go like Master Yoda, and then just be like shake it off and try and be like that angry. Fuck like, you. Yoda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or the other thing would have been like, dude, I've been here by myself for so long. How is this the first time you've come to visit? <laughs> that's right. Like, I've been here 20 years. Yeah, I could have used right. a friend. I've yeah. had a hard time. Yeah, I've, had a, I've been just drinking this nipple milk. Nipple all, milk. This, <laughs> this booby juice. <laughs> this purple booby juice from this weird alien yeah. who seems to like it <laughs> when I milk it. Did you see that scene where he's <laughs> just like... <laughs> The subtitle for that's like, yeah, baby, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he goes from there to... Well, where were we going? There was some, oh, and then we were going to jump over to Snoke. I know there's so much in this damn yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like... It's so much. So, so, much. so, Snoke... Okay, so this is where Ray gets over to Snoke's ship. Well, hold on, hold on. Back to Yoda real quick. Oh, yeah. And there's one more thing. i got to backtrack again. We're going way over time, but we're, it, This is going to be... This is going to be a really long... We've resigned. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Back to when Ray, uh, like Chewbacca, kicks the kicks down the door with the four four, and Ray jumps in, and she's like Luke, and he's and he he talks to Chewbacca, and then they find out that he finds out that Han Solo died. Nothing, like there's one beat where he's like, oh, that's it. I disagree. There I, was nothing. No, no. Like there wasn't much more. But the, I, I, I disagree with you that it was. How much more would you have wanted? That's what I'm gonna ask because I think that he played it exactly the way Luke Skywalker would have played that because he looked like somebody just punched him in the gut. I think he played right, it look, quite well. All the time that he spends hiking in this movie, okay, sure, yeah. look and like milking the walrus, right? The alien beach walrus would have saved it for more. Give me a little bit more. Han died. You know what? Force Awakens, when Han dies, it's a big fat nothing. And this movie is also like, hey, yeah, that's a big fat nothing. That's because nobody wanted to work with Harrison Ford anymore. <laughs> Get out of here, you grumpy old shit. <laughs> they should have got Harrison Ford to play Luke Skywalker in this movie. It would have been perfect. But uh, <laughs> That's funny. But, um, but like... When like Han's death means nothing to anybody. Yeah. At every point in this series, and that's really like it's it's kind of awful. It's, yeah. It sucks. And yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Like no, I, I was like I was just like, I I don't. You I, you can you can you can spend you know um, two minutes setting up this like milking of the alien walrus, and like you've got half a second for yeah. a reaction to Han's death, and that's it. So anyway, uh, jumping back to this Yoda scene, wonderfully written. Uh, Yoda showing his quirkiness, like, again, uh, and uh, Muppet Yoda was way better than CG Yoda. Yes. And, um, yeah. No, like, the dialogue here was good, and again, pushing the theme of all of this stuff that doesn't matter. Sorry, I didn't really have anything extra to add there. I just wanted to talk about it a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. Um, yeah, I so, thought I did, but I, I don't. So <laughs> Ray ends up being like, all right, I got to go and try and turn Kylo over to the... There's still yeah, goodness so in they, like, I got to go connect. to him. They connect. In that, in yeah. that, so, like, when they have these these conversations, they connect, and, you know, uh, Luke walks in on her, um, and he's like, no, don't. And uh, she's convinced that Kylo still has good in him, even though he keeps saying, kill the past. Yeah. And uh, he literally wants to do that. Yep. Nothing sort of stops him. She believes that they're still good in him. So she... So let me ask you this. Yeah. At what point did she be... Was she warned that there was this fucking like 
crazy uh, convoluted situation with the the thing, you know, the folks outrunning Snoke's ship, the rebels outrunning Snoke's ship, that whole situation. Ray? Yeah. When did she fucking... Because, like, she warps and she's like, oh, yeah, this is no problem. Let me just fly over there. It's like, people just warping in and warping out, like... Probably dead bodies floating (laughs) in the fucking space. And she's like, oh, I knew that guy. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) You know, the, the part that upsets me, because Finn is like, oh, we need to find her to tell her what's going on here. They yeah. actually say that. It's a yeah. piece of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So that she doesn't come back. Yeah. She shows up, looks around. Eh, looks okay. Chewie, keep going. I'm just going to drop me off here. It's like the bus. Yeah. You know, like yeah. she gets off at the bus. Like, ding. <laughs> yeah, she, she, pulls the, she pulls the cord. And she's not surprised at all. So that whole thing about looking for Ray. Yeah. Again, falls... Who cares? It's like, who cares? Why are because we even, even devoting matter. time to this, right? It doesn't even matter. She shows up, like, her understanding this situation or anything bad coming out of it is rendered completely mute. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another weird inconsistency with, with the plot. And the con- it's really just layers of convoluted plot that uh, trying to serve the theme. Anyway, so she gets pulled into Snoke's ship. You yeah. know, gets taken to um, Snoky, Sn- Snoky the bear, Snoky the bear. Yeah, Snoky the bear's office, yeah. and like wearing a very luxurious kimono. He looked pretty good. Yeah, he you looked. Know, uh, he looked pretty good. He was like, He kind of had that Hugh Hefner thing going. He, do you have a little bit of a bear sort of caved in chest? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, he's a little pasty. He could get some sun, but uh, yeah, he was looking a little like fresh out of the shower, out of the sauna, kind of. Yeah. Kind of thing. He looked really relaxed on that. Big yes. Day. He's just yeah. Like. Yeah, he was, yeah. Maybe he just took some Percocet or something like that. But he was he was looking pretty pretty relaxed. So uh, she comes in and he reveals that he's the one that's been connecting the two. Yeah, right. And uh, Kylo's pretty pissed off about that. As he should be. As he should. As be, he yeah. should be. Um, yeah. So then they have this huge thing. So a couple things happen at the same time. It's very reminiscent of the Return of the Jedi, where mm-hmm. they're having this conversation in uh, Snoke's. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to call it? I was going to call it something. Throne room? Throne room, yeah. Uh, Snoke's throne room, uh, but also uh, they're they're enacting their plan and some shit's going down on the rebel side. Yeah. Where Poe <laughs> starts a mutiny. Yeah. And he like takes the Admiral and the other folks like hostage. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this is and a I'm like, movie. What? Like, yeah, <laughs> like what a mess. Why did this happen? Because Lord Ern doesn't know what she's doing. She has not a fucking clue yeah. how to how to lead anybody. She doesn't tell them what they were doing. Yeah. Does she tell them at this point? When does no. she tell them? It's after it's after he finds out they're going to It's after Leia wakes up and is like, "What the hell is going on?" And then she just fucking blasts in the door with again force powers. Is it force powers or I thought they oh, they, they, little... they no they uh no. like they storm no, 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 the door. No, no. They, it goes boom boom and then the thing just kicks in and it's her. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a stormtrooper blasty blast thing. Yeah. And then she, and it definitely wasn't a gun or weapon she had, because all she had was the tiny little sun gun. Pew, pew. And then he's just, oh. Yeah. And that yeah. was pretty much it. Yeah. So, so, anyway, you find out that they're all they're doing is refueling these ships, and they're just going to abandon ship. Yeah. And then there's some piece of dialogue that still confuses me. I have no idea what the fuck happened. Are they cloaked? Or something. Yeah, they were under cover of something, or the guns don't won't see them because of blah blah blah. I don't know so exactly like, what it was. So it's like basically they're like, oh, we do have a plan because we're gonna we're gonna make it. It's not just the same situation over again with smaller ships. No. It's not a 
apparently, that's not the case. No, apparently not. Okay, fine. Because they can't see them, and then they're going to go to a planet that's really that's close like, by. Like reinforced has, or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. reinforced re re rebel base. But then DJ, for some reason, knows exactly what they're going to do and gives them the heads up. And then yeah. they just start so, picking them off. So he does know, and you know how he knows. How? He's, uh, when they're a code breaker yeah. of the master no, no, variety. No, 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 no. When they're on the ship... Yeah. Going back to uh, take, they stole the ship on, yeah. the, on the casino planet. Uh, Finn is talking to Poe. Oh. And he overhears that they are planning to refuel the ship and abandon ship. You just read that. No, no, no. I, I, Did I you recall, know that? Yeah, I knew I, that. I, you know, so, so, but head. again, it's these things with di like pieces of dialogue that they're not doing a good, it's so right, dense that right. they're like, peop this shit is just flying over people's heads, right? Yeah. So they get back there. So I have a couple of questions about this whole fucking situation. Yeah. We're going to jump back to Snoke's spa room in a moment. But like for now, let's talk about this. They they go and they try to de deactivate the, the tracker thing. They fail. They get caught. No big deal there. So they, they abandon ship. These ships are flying out in front of the bigger ship, which is being chased by the really big ship. The Dreadnought, right? Or not the Dreadnought. Not the Dreadnought. The, just, I so call it Snoke's, Snoke's, Snoke's mobile Snoke's spot. wagon. <laughs> Snoke's wagon. Snoke's wagon. <laughs> so Snoke's wagon is chasing these, chasing these ships. It's not detecting that these ships have left. I thought there was a line about, oh, Snoke's ship's not going to care about a couple of transports leaving the ship. I'm like, why what not? the hell? No. Why the hell not? Okay, so hey, I'm not done. Oh, sorry. So, like, why wouldn't they care? Okay, maybe if they said, "Oh, we we don't, you know, we don't have the artillery to take on a bunch of smaller targets. We need to take on a bigger target because we need to conserve ammo or something fucking retarded like that." Right? Sorry, I didn't mean to say the word. Anyway, we'll keep moving. Sorry, it's fine. Something ridiculous like that, there you right? Go. And um, and but no, because as soon as they discover that these transports have people, or they discover the transports, or whatever it is. They immediately start firing on them. Yeah. So if I'm here in my giant Snoke's wagon and I'm like, hey, there's a couple of ships leaving that giant transport. It's like some guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, you know what? We need to conserve ammo. We need to shoot them. We, can, we don't. Sorry. We, we shouldn't shoot them. Just focus fire on the big on the big one. And then I ask some other guy, hey, how are our ammo reserves? This guy, we got ammo for days. I'm like, <laughs> okay, just fucking shoot them then. Who cares? Right. Yeah. So, there's that. Why the hell didn't they just shoot them? Second thing is, okay, I thought I heard someone saying something about them being cloaked or undetectable in some way. Yeah, they were. I, I remember that being, like, that they were not going to see them because they wouldn't know that oh, they were there. Because the transport's in the way? No. Like, there's, like that kind of... Sh Maybe like, they were outside of a detection range or something, so they were just taking then they shots? Were, yeah, but then... They were able to shoot them. I'm trying to look it up here while you're speaking, so that's why I'm I'm on. And then as soon as they found out that the ship, you know, about the ships, they were able to shoot them immediately. So I like, you know, what 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 plot plot contrivance are we going to uh, introduce here to to explain that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Now I know I'm harping on this, but it just you like at some point for me. For me, when I'm watching this movie, at some point this logic is going to break down enough where I'm not invested anymore. I'm reading stuff. It's saying cloaked. Like cloaked. I, I thought Someone, there's a piece cloaked. of dialogue. Yeah. I swear to you, it is a ADR piece of dialogue when the camera's panning over the ships. Like, oh yeah, so wow, we're cloaked. Blah, blah blah blah. It's just like, you know, it's just like something that someone just says nonchalantly. Again, what I what I consider to be 
right wrapping the plot around the theme rather than the other way around or you know or, not that they should be wrapped either of them should be wrapped around each other i feel like they should have a balance right but they're saying uh what they're they're basically saying that they're cloaked or whatever and somehow benicio's character fixes that for them when he had no connection to their cloak like you know what I mean? It's like, is it just a matter of coming up and saying, hey, they're cloaked ships trying to leave? It's like, oh, somebody turn on the cloaking scanner. You like know, it, like I said, I why don't you just have that thing on all the, the whole time? Yeah. Just like, you know, somebody tried to escape. Anyway, I'm probably harping on this a little too much. Point is, that kind of pissed me off. This It was so cheap. It just yeah. felt cheap. It just felt rushed. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, Laura Dern has this great moment. Uh, you know, where she turns the ship around. I'm like, that was the first thing in my mind when I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh, if you're such an amazing, like, decorated admiral. Yeah. Right? That would be the first thing I would have done. Yeah. Yeah. As a decorated admiral, I would light speed through all of those ships. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You got one person driving this giant, giant transport. What do they do? We need one person to pilot the ship, they say. Okay. Um, I feel like the thing is just going straight, so you can just like put the club on the wheel and like leave, yeah. right? But turning around and like shooting through hypers like hyperspace, like that should have been the first thing. Like yeah. it is again, it's just really just demeaning or destroying the whole her whole credibility as a as an admiral. Like in my mind, I was just kind of like the leadership skills are poor. Like, but you know, it's the plot. They were just they were they were. I don't know how to explain it. I'm tired. We're not military. Who are we to judge yeah, your strategy? Really, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I could just be wrong about this whole thing. And there's, no, some, it, there's some like admiral out there that's going to write me a letter, very, <laughs> very mean spirited letter, being like, "It's, it's not going to be Akbar." <laughs> well, certainly not. It be was Akbar. a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so back on the Snoke's wagon, the Snoke's wagon, <laughs> the Snoke's wagon spa. Where he just got out of his, uh, he's got he got out of his hot steam. Yeah, so he's been torturing Ray, seemingly trying to get information Luke's from her. Luke's location. Luke's location. Yeah, Is where it? he's where he's at basically, and it's not even. I mean, it's definitely torture, but I think that like she's not giving it up under torture. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just he's just pulling it from her brain. Yeah. And Snoke is such a badass. This guy is strong. He single-handedly brought the First Order into power. Seemingly, he's probably the guy that's got the bankroll for this everything, and he's bankroll big. Well, I mean, who's paying for the dreadnoughts? Um, so oh, he's that's the a guy, great question, right? <laughs> so, anyways, he's this really big, powerful, imposing villain, and he's. He's, you know, grooming Kylo Ren, who's unsure, but just a huge well of power. And then he's gone. Yeah. Well, not only that, he's... He's, he's, he's taken uh, out in the most, like, how didn't he see that coming way? And what I mean is, like, not... Okay. Well, he he's page. The other thing is, like, he's patronizing the shit out of Kylo Ren. Yeah. So I, like, I like this relationship where, you know, they got that back and forth where he's not a father figure. No. At any stretch of the imagination. There's no, like... Well, he's there's a mentor. No, yeah, but there's no, but but that's it. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. To the point where, but that was like Ky the emperor and. But you know, Vader. Kylo's turn in yeah. this movie was pretty good. A I literal like, one. It's the lightsaber <laughs> turn. <laughs> Kylo's turn in this movie was was uh, was um, I think well documented is the word I would use. It, it, I guess it was the. But he was happy to kill like a Han, but then he couldn't kill his mother. Yeah, it was weird inconsistency. But we. We, we, we men all, all love our, mo yeah, our mothers. Yeah, for, for moms. 
Dads, um, though, watch your protect your <laughs> neck. Watch out. Um, what one thing? So oh, shit. I, uh, oh yeah. So the thing is, is like the one thing that bugged me was like, yeah, I get that. Like Snoke was so focused on the Force that like maybe he didn't see that part coming in the future or whatever because he's kind of. It seems like he's almost precogged to some degree. Yeah. But like your phone vibrating on this table, which I can feel. That lightsaber wasn't really one fluid, quick motion. It was like, <laughs> and he's just there. He's just like, yes, I can see the lightsaber turning, and he can't feel the thing that's literally like a few inches from his head. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, dude, come on. Like if it late raised and slowly started, that would make me much more sense. But that just like it's suspicion of disbelief, or is it suspicion of? What is it? Suspension? Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. Um, yeah. It was not suspended. <laughs> you were just, not suspended. No. I was just you like, there's no way he wouldn't have felt full that. Full classes today. No it suspension. It was annoying. It should have, they could have handled that differently. Yeah, and that that's definitely a nitpick. But what is not a nitpick is you built up this really interesting character that I definitely wanted to know kind of how, how that happened. Or at least get a feel for oh, what yeah. his motivations are or whatever. And then they just do away with him. Yeah. Now, if they're going to go somewhere where all of a sudden that's the turning point for Kylo, there's no stepping back from that. Like, he's like you get like, oh, my God, this is the guy. Yeah. Problem is, he's not the guy. He's still got this annoying, oh, yeah, unsure personality. Like, how is that guy going to be the leader? You yeah. got punchable face, dude, constable, yeah. whatever. Con constable, constable Hux. Hux. I don't know. Why did you General? say constable? I don't know why I say Constable Huck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. Constable Huck. So so General S Huck. Just solving petty crime on the <laughs> on the Snoke's wagon. On that's the, like a that's like a separate show on itself, like petty crime. It's on like the a Snoke's really wagon. like bad law and order spin. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so like it, it just like he's if he was the guy, that's cool, but then He's not. He's well, just... he doesn't become him yet. I, no, I, feel I like, get that. I feel but like that a... should have been the turning point because without, like, for me now, I don't like for, see who yeah. would be buying into these guys. Like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't feel motivated as a stormtrooper. Like, this is my guy. Oh, shit. He's beating the hell out of, a, of his helmet by himself in yeah. an elevator. Like, that's not yeah. the guy you want leading the cause. Snoke had a vision, it seemed, and he had a, a place to go, and he was super powerful with yes, the Force. Yeah. Like, he made them, those other guys look like chicken shits, really. Yeah. Kylo just got a good licking and a cheap shot, and that's how he ended up becoming the champion of it all, which is is synonymous with how the dark side works. Like, that's kind of, the apprentice is always kind of looking to one-up the master yeah. and become the master himself, yeah. right? That's cool. That's all well and good. But the biggest issue with it is that it doesn't, like, that should have been the turning point. It's like, shit, this is the guy. Yeah. And I didn't get that at all. He's still the whiny little shit of a character that he is. And I don't like that. That's my biggest problem with the Kylo Ren character. And that's my biggest problem with the way that this movie handled the concept and character of Snoke. Yeah. So that's my rant. That's yeah. that's my, like, in a nutshell, that's probably one of the biggest gripes I have about this film. Is I don't, I like, the one villain that they had I thought was a good villain and mysterious and everything. They completely did away with pretty, pretty unceremoniously. And they didn't do enough with his death in terms of developing the Kylo Ren character. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I, I agree on one point, Snoke. When I left the theater, um, I was like, who the hell is Snoke? This movie doesn't care. Mm -hmm. This movie cares not. And the flashback back to when uh, Kylo turns on Luke, he's like... You know, Kylo was already in uh, Snoke's power or under yeah. his influence. I'm like, 
who the hell is this guy? Like, wh- where did he come from? Yeah. Like, how, how at, by the end of The Return of the Jedi, was a Sith so powerful, like, you know, such a powerful Sith to be, uh, you know, allowed to, allowed to, uh, to, to grow? And, well, I mean, the First Order is one thing, but, like, you know, a Sith like that, you think Jedi would know who they are. And, and he, it's obvious that he does. It's just that the movie doesn't go into it. Now, um, you could make the argument that the Emperor in the original trilogy didn't have history either. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, yeah. I totally see that. Yeah, That's so something like, I was going to bring up. I feel like the Emperor, like if I were to watch with the Emperor, you just accept it as being an all-power, like yeah. Darth Vader's uh, um, teacher, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I can't explain it right now, but somehow that just made more sense and they gave you enough there to work off of for the emperor for the emperor yes this more one than didn't. snow yes yeah um the the emperor i think it's also that i think it was a better performance by i can't remember the Ian job, mcdermott Ian mcdermott yeah, yeah. I, I think it was just his performance helps augment it and you get more time with the emperor half the movie of the return of the jedi i think is with the emperor in in emperor's throne room maybe not half the movie like screen time wise but Half the movie, Luke Skywalker's up in that throne room with him, and they're going over this big thing of him either turning to the dark side or not. This scene wasn't that. It was maybe 20, 30 minutes in there yeah, that he was yeah. torturing her. So it was just very... There, there was there was not enough time for Snoke to get enough... I mean, he had credibility, but he was just so unceremoniously done away with. And and it didn't well, go anywhere. It's still, to me, I haven't seen where it's gone. I think the argument I would make in this case is that the Emperor and the original trilogy, they didn't have a legacy. No, no, the, I know. Like, the original trilogy didn't have a legacy. Right. It didn't have... Like, it had the first two movies, but it didn't have worlds and worlds and, and many other movies to draw from or under another trilogy to draw from. The issue is when you're going to introduce a character like that into a movie that has six previous films mm-hmm. where everything has been explained yeah. fairly well, concisely, mm-hmm. introducing a character that powerful, an audience actually knows the history. They know the original trilogy. The first question they're going to ask is, where did this guy come from? That is the first question you're going to ask. And that is the, that is the downside Mm-hmm. of having a franchise mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that continuity people are going to ask those questions and they care they care because the the universe means so much to them the stories do mm-hmm. so when you don't have that kind of explanation like even a tertiary explanation sure, even, sure. even you know when they're just like oh the ships are cloaked by the way like you could have just said something anything about snoke being like oh you know he was you know he was one of the the empire that escaped and and you know was secretly trained by whatever or what you know I don't even know if you need that. The point is, people are going to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And not answering it is going to piss some people off. Because you have an entire legacy to deal with. This isn't a one-off movie, right? right? So, um, so yeah. that So, personally, I came out of the movie being like, who the hell is Snoke? Yeah. This movie doesn't care. I kind of cared, but I kind of I let it go. I did like... What, the, the thing I'll disagree with you on is I like the way he died. I liked that scene because Snoke, being as powerful as he is, he's... Arrogant. Mm-hmm. Snoke is an arrogant asshole. Yeah. And he's so focused on what he thinks is going to happen that somebody throwing him for such a loop and masking his own thoughts, right, is not something that ever occurred to him. Mm-hmm. Like someone double crossing him is not something that he ever thought could happen. And it's just, it's a play on how arrogant he is. And yeah. I, li- I liked 
you know, I like the symbolism of like, you know, the whole, you know, who's your real enemy kind of thing going on. Yeah. So I did like it. I do agree that it was kind of unceremonious. Um, I did like the fact that they showed him cut in half. I thought that was pretty graphic. But here's, it's and weird. this goes back to my, my yeah. unnecessary gags thing. With, is his mouth, like something No, no, no. There? So he gets him, right? And then, yeah. then they take it seriously, the battle and all that. Then General Hux goes into the room and then he's still there. And then all of a sudden it's just... Boom, and then his top part just falls off. Oh, or yeah. Something. I thought and that was great. I was just like, why? I don't why know. Do I like that. It? It's just another, like, but, let's put in a gag. Do, 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 like, it didn't pop. seem like a gag. It just seemed like grotesque. And I was no, like, oh, it was totally done for, uh, for an for audience sure. reaction of the humorous variety. For oh, sure. Yeah. It was a gag. Yeah. Um, so, when I was saying, in terms of Snoke, the way that so, he died, how yeah. he died, I totally agree. I think it was a good way to do it. In fact, I would have, personally, I would have probably. Filmed it differently. I wouldn't have done the little. I would have yeah. had it be like all of a sudden you just hear the lightsaber and then a slash. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see that the lightsaber stopped at Ray, but then you pan past or you uh, yeah. focus past her, and, and then just you like just the see that the lightsaber next to him had done it. That would have been a way better way to do it. Except the whole time it's doing this, I'm like, dude, it's right there. Like you can feel it rattling. Yeah. So the way that they did it, I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah. But the and, and I agree with you too because I came out of that like I wanted to know who Snoke was, and then I realized I'm like, shit, they didn't really do anything with the Emperor. It, you really don't it need to really, know. It's it doesn't not, really matter. It, it doesn't really matter. I completely yeah. agree. It's that his death did not do didn't go anywhere. It didn't help yes. develop Kylo Ren so yet. This is the part. Yeah. So that's the part that's I the part. The kind of disagree with you. Okay. I okay. So I like the, the, the part I disagree with you on is. They're going to. I, I know they're going to pay this off later. They need room for like Kylo to grow, and so he does. He takes control, but this power struggle between him and Hux is supposed to be a. Uh, it's supposed to be a uh, a plot point. It's supposed to be something that you care about. Mm -hmm. Frankly, I don't really give a shit. They're both kind of like whiny little assholes. But uh, I he takes control, and he still well, because he still has this piece of past left. Mm -hmm. Right, so I feel like his whole thing kill the past, kill the past until his past is dead. He's going to be this whiny little bastard, right? And uh, and he manages to to you know to to do it more or less. Uh, but but I bet I bet in the next film he's going to be a much different character. That's fine, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And if they if they do something with it, yeah. I'll I, I'm happy to see where that them making him the guy. Yeah, yeah. The problem is is this film took what the last film did and yeah, said, fuck yeah. you, yeah, yeah. we don't care. So who knows what's going to happen? Because sure, now yeah. you've got J.J. Abrams. I think he's directing the next one. I don't I know if he's so. writing it. Because Ryan Johnson wrote, wrote and directed this one. This yeah, one. Right. So it's that's the thing. Is That's the thing I'm worried about is like, now you've got another dude coming in to do this and maybe he had a vision for where the first one was going to go and now yeah. the second one kind of did some weird shit. I'm sure he had creative control on this to some degree too. Oh, yeah. I would imagine... Cool. J.J. Abrams. He produced it. In yeah, some, he executive produced it, yeah. but he was pretty hands-off. This is a Ryan Johnson joint. Okay. Like, this movie is feels like a Ryan Johnson film. I don't know enough of his work aside from Looper. And Definitely I like check Looper. Out. Looper's amazing. Looper. You should check out Brick. Brick is very good with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. Amazing movie. Um, and he did another one, uh, The Bloom, Bro Brothers Bloom. Also a very, very good movie. Mm. Okay. Um, He's got hit after hit, in my opinion. Um, so, anyways, the so basically, so they don't do anything with this kid. Doesn't forward his character. He just he's still a whiny little angry yes. little person. Not yet. Yeah. So it's not yet. I was more of like I can see that he's still annoying, but he still has past to kill. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like in the next movie he'll be a little more stoic, a little he'll be grown up. Yeah. More or less. I still think he looks stupid. I think he's woefully miscast. I, I think uh Adam Driver? Yeah, Adam Driver just looks awful. Yeah. Remember he had the mask on and he takes the mask off in the in the in Force Awakens. People I laughed. literally laughed. I laughed too, yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, that being what it is, you kinda get used to him because he doesn't wear the mask in this movie. No. Uh, he, he, smashes he takes it, it to he bits. smashes it to bits. Um Another sort of thematic destruction of the past, but also a, this is a different movie about different characters. We're moving on. This movie is moving on. Yeah. You guys need to like get with it or get left behind and be, you know, be sort of angry about it, mm-hmm. right? And it's sort of like hedging its bets saying that we got to move on, okay. right? Yeah, so uh, moving on, regardless of how you felt about Snoke's death, the scene that follows this is an incredible action scene. It's, yeah, the best action scene. So good. Really enjoyed it. Shot way differently than other action scenes were. It's just, it just, it was great. You it know what? It was wonderful. It was one of these scenes where you, you got people that complain about the old trilogy saying all oh, the lightsaber scenes were bad or were boring and whatever. And then you got the ones that the, the school have thought about the new ones and being like, oh, they're too much of a dance. There's no emotional ties to any of them. And I see both arguments and they yeah. both are pretty sound. This late lightsaber battle, well, it's not lightsabers, but you know what yeah. I mean, had the best of both worlds. Oh, for sure. That's a good way of putting like, it. The way that they were so codependent on each other to get through that situation. Yeah. The choreography of the fights were quite were, was quite good, I thought. Yes. Um, yeah. Kylo's dummying way more people than, than Rey was, which makes which sense because he's definitely way more trained than she is. Yep. Um, it, the, uh, the enemies, the Crimson Guard. The like Crimson these Guard, guys, yeah. Uh, I just love the way they use their weapons, the energy weapons, and the one guy he's using it like a uh, like a knight, like a like a like a I don't know, like a traditional knight. I don't really know too much about you know knights and how they use their weaponry, but I've seen a couple of documentaries. And the one thing that they do is they hold their arm out and they put their sword over their like the gauntlet on the front like this, and then he does that, and it's like it's like they have there's tact, it's, there's groundedness in the fight. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's not a dance, but it is. There's a little bit of whimsy to it because the Jedi are who they are. But yeah. these guys are all very uh, mechanical and like gritty, and they're you know because they're not Jedi, right? Um, but I love the scene where the guy puts it on his thing, and he you know puts puts the rests the his energy weapon on his gauntlet, and he kind of like they're trying to surround them. Yeah, it was really wonderful. Oh, and my my, the, my favorite shot in that fight is where he like I think. He does or she does. She kicks a guy into like some sort of like grinding thing. Am I missing? I can't remember. Keep going. It's like I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. He kicks into the grinding thing and and like all of this red stuff pops up. But it's his clothing. Yeah. But it looks like it. I it was intentionally meant to look like he just grinded into like yeah, mince, yeah, yeah, yeah. into like mince meat. Yeah. It was graphic. <laughs> like I remember what I can't remember what she dropped him into, but I remember going like ooh. God. Yeah, like, it was something. <laughs> he just explodes into red, and it's actually his clothes. But really, like, again, I feel like Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ryan Johnson stuck snuck a lot of violent, bloody imagery into this film without actually having blood. That's one scene with the Crimson Guard. The other one, the big scene at the end with the red underneath the sand, was very symbolic of violence and the death of the rebels yeah right and it was almost like i felt that it was like it was tangible to me like that that symbolism of the red sprouting up and like violently especially when like they go ham on luke 
There, the red is like the red clay is like popping up out of the ground. It's like it's it looks like blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is very like it's like the rebels are bleeding essentially, and they're they're slowly dying. And it's a it's a very it's a great artistic way to show that without you know getting an R rating. So good call. Kudos, yeah. kudos, Ryan Johnson for for doing that. So anyway, they have this great sword battle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, I really don't have much. Oh, no, after the the sword battle, which again yeah. we can't, we're gushing amazing. over. Amazing, um, amazing. The, the then you've got the whole battle for Luke's lightsaber because she doesn't really accept his invitation. Yes, get out. Yeah, that's wants right. the lights. She wants the lightsaber. He yes. wants it, and then it breaks in half. Did each one of them get a half, or do they? Can't I think remember. she gets both of them. I think she, I think get she gets both of them boogies because she wakes up. Yes. Yeah. She wakes up. A, why, yeah, she wakes up. She doesn't kill him or anything like that. But she wakes up first and then takes a thing. Takes um, the lightsaber. Takes the lightsaber. It's like uh, when like, Green okay, Lantern and Hector Hammond woke up in Green Lantern and they just went to the respective domiciles. Yeah. After. <laughs> That's right. Neither of them looked at the other person that was sleeping next to them and was like, "I should do something about this now while they're asleep." Next yeah, to me. that's right. Um, Anywho, sorry. Green so Lantern yeah, so they it. so they they break in a, in a weird way and then uh, Phasma comes back. And Ooh, that's was, all we need to discuss about yeah, that character. Oh man, it's really disappointing because I liked Phasma a lot. I like the idea of of Phasma, Phasma's character. And again, they you know like along with Snoke, they just kind of over the shoulder yeah, toss throw, the lightsaber her, over the shoulder, throw her away. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I did I did like the character, and yep. I was hoping they were going places with it, but she just kind of pops up and pops out. Yep, and, and Finn just it. dummies her with a. Electric baseball bat a couple times and she falls into obliv yeah, obli yeah. Obli oblivion. Yeah, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I I agree. I I was compelled to see kind of where that character is going because like, I mean, a female stormtrooper is not something you've seen in the past, right? And not no. n like in any shape or form. And then you've got this one that's supposed to be super badass. Yeah, like and the commando style. The, like, yeah, uh, like you know, like. Those different orders of stormtroopers, I was hoping to see more of. You know, like they did a lot in the video games, like Republic Commando, oh, yeah, like yeah. did that and, and and stuff like that. But you know, it was like the personality was coming back to the stormtroopers yeah. with with uh, with uh, Phasma, and unfortunately, they just they do away with that. So I was kind of bummed out about that. But you know, it didn't ruin it. But it was just kind of like ah. I, it's like the, the, not only are they moving on from the characters of the original trilogy, like saying, "Hey, like ride or die." Like we're we're these this movie is about these new characters. They're also chopping out stuff that I actually liked from the Force Awakens. So I can see how it sort of feels that if you liked it more than I did, you kind of feel alienated by by the film. That's yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, what happens after that? Well, after that, basically everybody well, goes. Planet. Yeah, they get back to Salt Hoth. Yeah. And um Yeah, so uh sorry, the one other thing I want to mention, I'm talking about how different this movie is and how challenging it is, but it's also almost exactly the same thing as you've seen in the past. There's oh, yeah. so many callbacks to like the films. The look is the same. Hoth, it's just salt on the top. It the walkers. These are like ape walkers. Yeah. The knuckle I was, dragging yeah, walkers. I, yeah, I thought there was gonna get up on his hind legs and like beat its chest like King Kong. I would have been down with that. But uh but yeah, no, like the, it's the movie is so different and so much of the same, like all wrapped into one. Yeah, and like this is there's no better way to say that or show that than this scene on this salt planet where they get attacked by walkers. It's a walker assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, 
Um, so yeah, they, they, then they get in, they see that there's this energy battering ram that's able to take out their big, crazy, only single door to this yep. very heavily fortified base. And they get in these like salt speeders, I'll call them. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool, um, but they were way outmatched. Like they couldn't do anything. It was super cool. Oh yeah, it was neat. And they do nothing. Yeah. Like not, not, not only are they outmatched, like they literally do nothing. Not they they ride no they ride the speeders out yeah. and they turn around and go back. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> we're not cut up for this. That was it. But and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, you have low tech, like, but there's supposed to be like maybe a moment here that you know, like the snows. I mean, that's why this movie is about failure. It is literally about the rebels failing at everything they try to do. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And they go out in these salt speeders. I'm like, oh, look, it looks so visually like. Arresting, you know, yeah. the, the the speeders digging up the red sand, the streaks going. I thought they were going to use the streaks of dust that they were creating to like create a smoke screen, yeah. so they couldn't see I where mean, they were shooting and attack them in the smoke screen, I like the exact that kind of thing. thing. I'm like, that would have been amazing, but no, they literally ride out and then pose like, you know what? Uh, we're outmatched. We're just going to turn around and go back. Yeah. After all this fanfare yeah. about them coming out. All this bullshit. Yeah. I was and just then, like, oh man, but, this is really bumming me out. And here's the other biggest problem I have is then yeah. you have Finn being like, screw you. I got this. And it's a redeeming quality for the moment or for the character because he's kind of a bitch. In the first one, yeah. he bitches out. In the second one, he's about to bitch Which out. Which is good. I, 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 it, it adds it's layers fa- to his character. It's, 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 it's a, fa- so it's a fallible uh, character trait and that's yeah. cool. I'm okay yeah. with that. But he finds it in his heart to say, you know what? This needs to be done. We need to take this out. And he's going to sack. And I honestly, I, I thought it was going to happen. happen. <laughs> I and I, I, I audibly, when this happened, I groaned when yeah. Rose stopped him. I was like, you, baby, in my head, I went, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah. you set up, like, the perfect character building and, like, perfect note to end Finn on. Yeah. And then you take it away. You don't have the balls to go through with that kind of thing because yeah. there's no way Disney's going to take away that character of Finn. Well, but I just bugged, one, chased my ass so much. I was so mad about the, it. And the reason she does it is like the weird, it's like the weirdest, it was a weird thing that I still don't really agree with. I don't remember. I was so taken out of it. Yeah. Every, t- every time I saw Finn and her after that, I was like, fuck you. And she has a really awful scene where she's like, yeah, I love. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? Was that like the first take that they had of that scene? That was, that was it was awful. poorly acted, for yeah. sure. Um, but, but... Uh, one of the things that that jumped out at me in that scene was Finn and Ray actually have some kind of relationship. Yes. I totally forgot. You know when I remembered in this movie? It's at the end of the film. I'm like, oh, they had a whole other movie together. And they actually have a relationship. And then like so Ray's looking at him taking care of Rose. And there's like this weird, I think they're going to do this weird love triangle thing. I forgot. I literally forgot the entire movie that they had some kind of relationship. So that's why when Rose saves Finn, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. He should have just died. But I forgot there is a relationship between him and Ray, and they haven't even had a scene together yet. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had remembered that, I would have been able to say, oh, like he's obviously not going to die here, right? But like I just didn't remember. It was just so weird because they spent the whole movie apart. Han didn't have another scene with Luke. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily going to dictate whether, uh, whether or not that Well, they spent dies. time setting that up in the first movie. Like I, I feel like that relationship was going <laughs> to... Over the shoulder. Yeah, it doesn't matter what was set up I in the first know. movie. It, it's, it's, it is a little vicious 
for something, but I, that relationship was central to the first movie. Like it wasn't just like a world building thing. That the whole movie was built around that relationship. It was, yeah. And yeah. this movie spends no time on it, which is which is okay. Just that I forgot as a viewer, I totally forgot that they had any kind of relationship because they were focusing on all kinds of. Other I don't even remember what happened at the end of Force Awakens that Finn ends up in like a bubble suit filled with weird water gelatinous. He gets his things. he gets his ass kicked by Kylo uh, Ren. Kylo Ren. Like but then pretty some, serious injuries and Oh, does someone pick and then, him up and save him? Or I, they, they, they I think Chewie. Assume? I think Chewie's because oh, okay. Chewie's pretty close to wherever they are. So oh, okay. I would assume Chewie. Okay. I don't think Ren, uh, Ray's picking him up. Yeah, because I had no up. idea because he wakes up in that thing and I'm like, what happened? That being said, movie? Daisy Ridley's jacked, eh? Oh she's yeah. She's, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or something like that, but she's like an avid like weightlifter fitness, fitness person like yeah, yeah. she's she's jacked. yeah she's uh, she's gorgeous too she's, she's very pretty and she's very and she's she does a really great job in this so anyway salt speeders go out there do nothing and it really kind of like upset me um and it's supposed to be a growth moment for poe as well i think that's the idea that he's calling it off is that he recognizes that you know we there's so few numbers every person means so much but I'm like, man, you really gave up a cool setup. Yeah. You gave up a really cool setup. And you, there was all this fanfare about, you know, the, the speeders coming out, the visual white and red aspects of it. And uh, there was no delivery there. I was kind of pissed off. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. So they run back to their, their den. There's no other way out. These guys are battering the door. And Luke shows up. Yeah. Comes down the stairs. Has, you know, cleaned up a little bit. Yoda, Yoda uh, helped him groom groom himself, and he uh, he goes to Leia yes. first and has this really great. I thought this was a really great moment. Finally, like maybe giving Han's death a little bit more. He's like literally, he's got like dice or something. Like one of those. Like I, I think they set that up as like something that's hanging on the front yeah, of the Millennium Falcon, the Falcon that she, yeah. he took, and it's probably something like a childhood toy of yeah. Kylo's or something like that, um, and uh, giving it to her and having this great moment where it's like I, I can't. You know, I can't save him, um, so you know I got to stop him. Whatever, mm. and uh, it's a touching moment. I actually quite liked it. It was good, mm. um, but just him kind of like randomly showing up was super cheesy. But then you find out why that is. They were able to do that because it's not him. Mm. It is in. It's like an astral projection mm. of him. So him just kind of showing up makes more sense. Yeah, rather than yeah. like you know, oh, if it, it was actually him, like you know, like where did he? come from like, yeah how does he even know I, I want to give kudos to um the filmmakers on this point just having that one quick establishing shot of the the x-wing that's under un, in the water over oh on the, gives you the yeah yeah because yeah. i actually like at first aside from like when he came in and he was young i was like that's kind of weird i guess he just like i said the hair like i was like why did he color his beard yeah, that's weird yeah um, I can see him doing a haircut, but I was like, well, yeah, I guess he took, jumped in that X-Wing. That's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. It wasn't until he popped the lightsaber that I was like, wait a minute, that's weird. Because he should have the green one, because the blue one he doesn't have anymore. Unless he built a new one or something. Oh, like I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's why, that, at that point, that's when I thought, mm, yeah, something's up, something's yeah. up. So he walks out like a total badass. That was, I yeah, was so, like in the middle of the field. Yeah. And uh, Kylo... Um, just you know, just kill him. <laughs> he starts crying and and just tells him. Uh, Hux does have a funny line at the end when they bombard, completely bombard him. Like they burn a hole in this planet yeah. like, where he's standing, and they just like blast him to smithereens. And Hux is like, 
do you think you got him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, great. Dude, okay. I'm like, that was a good line. So here we go with the comedy bits. That, totally great. Like, oh, it was a good, was like, perfect. Because it was perfect. It suited the scene. Like, there was just kind of like a. Because he was just, he was just kind of like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. And at this point, as an audience member, you know that the dust isn't going to clear and you're going to see a dead Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you know that it's going to be okay. So, the, a little bit of levity of that situation, because you kind of know where it's going, I thought was very appropriate. Right. But then Luke comes out of it and he goes, dust his shoulder off. Oh, I was yeah. like, fuck you. Like, yeah. I don't need that. You don't need to put in another <laughs> funny moment. I'll agree with you on that one. That wasn't needed. That right? wasn't particularly needed. I was just li- when it, when that happened. I was just like I was. Li- I heard the Jay Z song on my in my head. Yeah. If you're feeling like a pimp Jedi, gone dress your shoulders up. Like it was just like it seemed like a very like rap video thing to do. I could like, actually hear everybody's eyes rolling in the theater. What did it sound like? <laughs> like dice. Like dice. Like dice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, everybody it just like it eyes. seemed like a very like late '90s hip hop thing to do, like yeah. Dusty Shore. I'm it like was tacky, mm, come it was on, tacky. Um, so, so anyway, what happens after that? Kylo gets out of the ship mm-hmm. or well, the the ape walker and uh, comes down and faces off. Uh, in the meantime, Poe is like, oh, he's giving us time to escape. And they do have these crystal ice dog things, which I thought were actually pretty cool. I thought I liked that design of those, and they follow. They try to follow them. Good design, just a new toy. Yeah, but yeah. at least they served. They a served a purpose in yes. the plot. That and, I didn't uh, mind. And they. Uh, and then where was Chewie? Chewie was in the Falcon trying to draw people away. Well, yeah, he was in the Falcon. The TIE fighters are attacking Yeah, they, and were, then he, they were attacking yeah, and then and he they... he draws them yeah, off. They, yeah, re- okay. they really don't like this shit. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I don't remember what, much else of what they did. But then then at that point, yeah, they follow the, the crystal... What do they call them? Crystal foxes? Or yeah, crystal, crystal, foxes, crystal foxes, yeah. And, um, um, to, the, to the rock formation, which, yeah. which the thing that bugged me about that was... They get to the front of this rock formation and they're like, oh no, there's rocks in our way. Whatever are we going to do? Why did nobody just be like, Leia? Yeah, yeah, Leia. You know how you were blasting those doors? Just come over here. Like that, that would have been the logical reaction for these like seasoned veteran fighters. Yeah. Like people that know how to get themselves out of, use their resources to get out of sticky situations. Instead, it was like, oh, we're screwed. Rocks. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Ray comes and saves them. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of synonymous of, or it was a callback to the earlier line in the film. Like, isn't it just, you know, lifting rocks rocks and stuff? Well, yeah, she is lifting rocks and that saves everybody. So sure, that's all well and good. It's just to me, the first thing I thought of was like rocks. I'm like, just tell Leia to get from the front or from the back to the front. Yeah, like, just move right. them. Yeah, yeah. So then this duel is happening in the meantime, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty nifty. Like you know, Kylo tries to attack Luke, and uh, they actually never connect. Uh, and then um, I guess he he remembers or whatever that or not remembers he he, he finds that they he senses they've escaped. Yeah, I think, and he's like, okay, now's the time to to you know. Now's the time to make my mark, and he lets Kylo like slice him in half, and that's when Kylo realizes he's not actually there. Yeah, and ben um, Kenobi moment. I sort of had mixed feelings at that moment. I was like, "What?" And it's like you know, Luke sitting on this rock on his island, and uh, and projecting himself, and he says, "I'll see you around, kid," and uh, disappears. And Kylo just like I don't know what is it like freak. He freaks out. But uh, 
How did you feel about him not actually being there? I, I, I have mixed feelings as well. Like I said, big hero for me as a child, right? And to see him... Well, actually, actually like, sorry, not to add to that, he, di- he, he disappears... He disappears, yeah. Yeah, so so just the, the whole, whole thing, the whole yes, 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 ending thing. Um, so being able to see him kind of square off and and get in that close quarter situation with Kylo, kind of bringing that whole relationship full circle, yeah. was really really cool. I yeah. was I was super excited to see him back in the saddle and doing stuff again, right? Yeah. Instead of just being the curmudgeon. Um, but then when they revealed that he was gone, I was actually really disappointed because I was like, I'm never going to see that character be able to engage in the kind of um, dramatic action that I really, really wanted to yeah, see. There's, yeah. There was this, I, and I always call back to this, there was this really badass comic book uh, panel in um, Dark Empire yep. where he basically just comes out of the darkness and just drops an AT-AT. Like, like yeah, it's yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really, really cool set of panels. Um, and I was sad that I'm never going to see that again. But the thing is, is he's not gone. He's going to be in the next movie as Force Luke, right? Sure, yeah. I'm sure you're going to see Luke Skywalker again as a Force ghost. Um, so at least there's still going to be that. I'm, I was, I was just sad that I'm sad that you're not going to get Luke Skywalker be able to engage in the war anymore because I'd like to see more of, I would have liked to see more of that. Yeah. But does this make sense in the context of the film and the character? Absolutely. It does. Personally, I, I would have liked that whole setup except I wanted him to be there mm-hmm. physically. And when he gets attacked, I wanted him to pull the Ben Kenobi clothes just he kind of just nothing in there like when when vader cuts ben kenobi in the first film so when they were about to do that because i wasn't sure whether he was i thought he was just gonna thought. disappear yeah. i thought he was too i thought that was gonna be there. but the thing is is i didn't like that and here's i i just to me i was like i don't need more of the same shit give me something different oh, i see and this it was oh, like you know yeah. what that is a pretty interesting way to do it like they kind of, it's the same outcome but they did it in a very different way and it sure, kind of displays yeah. a different different um, it's a very different journey for Luke. I, yeah, I, I no, liked I it in that sense. That's a good point. I, I you know, like I, I've always been pounding the drum that I want something different. I want something challenging, mm-hmm. and like I, what I just asked for was essentially the same, <laughs> same thing, thing from New Hope. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's a good point. I guess the reason I suggested I feel cheated because he wasn't physically there. There's something about f- being physically there that actually brings closure. Yeah, you're right. Um, so like that's kind of like I'm like, oh, that's just I don't know, it just didn't seem it didn't it didn't seem as tangible. Well, literally it's not tangible, right? But I mean it 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 just didn't seem as uh it didn't get the closure I thought I would I, I would get if he was physically present. Yeah. Know? Um I feel a little cheated, although it didn't really piss me off that much. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't make me angry. It was just more of like I, I would have wanted him to physically be there. There was something about that tangibility that that would add something to that scene. But then you have this great shot of him looking at the the sun. The two suns. Yeah. I actually thought I saw something in the sun. I thought I thought there was a ship coming. I thought they had found out where he was and they were going to bomb the island. There was something there, wasn't was it? Was it? I thought, I, I, thought I saw it too because I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm like, oh, the Tie Fighters or Tie Bombers are coming, yeah. and they're gonna blow this island up, and he's gonna, you know, he'll just die on the island. Um, and I was so focused on it, I completely sort of like missed the context of the two sons thing until it was the scene was fading out. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh what the hell yeah. was I like? Oh, I I thought I saw something coming in through the clouds. I thought I did too, but I. I... Um, so, but, but yeah, so, uh, uh, no, it was a nice, it was a nice thing. He disappears. And at first I was kind of like, eh? 
And I was like, oh, I it, guess that sort of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, it was something that I needed to, f to think about after the film as to how I felt. A lot of the stuff, so, okay. At this point, I guess we're kind of done talking about the, the plot. I mean, basically yeah. after this, you know, they get away. Uh, the rebels that get out, get away. Luke goes away. The First Order goes to make more money. And then you get kind of the scene where everybody kind of reunites. Leia's, yep. with, Leia's talking to Rey. They're going over. They're looking at Luke's lightsaber. Ray also meets Poe for the first time in this whole series. They'd never met That's before, right. which I didn't know and, or didn't realize until later. That's right. Um, so she yeah, sees Finn. She sees Finn. For the first time in the movie and yeah. sees him taking care of Rose yeah, and kind yeah, of like yeah. set that whole triangle thing up. And uh, uh, oh, when Finn's going into the drawer, did you notice the Jedi books are there? Yes. Yeah, yeah they the took them. They are there. She took them. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I don't know what else, what. I can't remember the last shot of the film, but uh, it was them all together. And was somebody they, talking, or was it, or no, was it just like a zoom out? Of I don't know. Somebody probably said hope, and then they just fucking cut <laughs> hope. Oh no! Sorry, the last shot of the film is the the kid. The kid. That's the, right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end, this kid is this orphan kid from that planet. The casino planet is like you know, gra like getting you know, uh, force mopping. Yeah, force getting chastised by a slaver, and then grabs the mop using the force in a very throwaway shot, which I thought was beautifully, uh, it was really well done. Because I wasn't sure if I saw it at first. Uh, everybody was. I, like, me wrote? and my buddies were all talking about it after. We're like, did you he that? did this? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And the whole, the whole, uh, the whole theme of the movie sort of cemented at the end. Saying, yeah. We can, we can build again. We can, anybody can start, you know, have the spark to start the fire that will ignite the rebellion, that whole sort of thing. So yeah. um, it is It is a kind of a poetic poetic ending. Yeah, um, no, agreed. I, I, I came out of the film like, ugh, that was, I was horrible. I was confused. I, I literally, like, to yeah. myself, I was like, it was horrible. There was some things that were okay and da-da-da-da-da. And then in the days after it followed, because, I, I mean, I knew that I didn't like it, like, gut reaction. Yeah, yeah. But there was stuff in there that I thought was intriguing, and it took me time to kind of think about it to really develop more of, um, uh, I don't want to say an informed opinion, and it's just my mm. opinion. It's not any more informed than anybody else's. It's just more kind of go over what I liked, what I didn't like, and kind of rediscover some things that actually were better than I gave it credit for. Right. So um, did I overall like the film? No, but not by much. Right. Um, I think right. that the film, I wouldn't watch the whole film again. i definitely watch everything that happened on the uh, Octoon or whatever the Bless you. Octo. Oct I, that's when I read the name of the planet, I was like, it sounds like a sneeze. Octo. Um so yeah, everything that happened with Luke and Ray, I definitely rewatched the some of the space battles, that lightsaber battle and oh, Snoke's. Dude, that's the lightsaber battle's amazing. Yeah, I, I there's a lot I would rewatch from that. Uh would I watch the whole film front to back again? Probably not. It's a lot. It's a lot of an investment to watch. But it's not like I'm not as opposed to watching that front to back as I am the prequels. The prequels I just find is, uh, oh, and we're not going to get into that because I yeah, know yeah. You, you have very strong opinions about that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not. It, it's not a lot. It, there's a lot of time in there, and I don't feel like investing to it towards yeah. that. This I'd be a little more inclined to, but um, I don't know. Just between the Laura Dern subplot and yeah. the casino subplot, I don't want to watch any of that ever again. Yeah, I, really I, don't. I can. I can see that. Um, I came out liking the movie. I'm not. I'm not, you know, raving about it, but I do think everybody should see it. I think mm -hmm. it's important that everyone see the movie. You have to formulate your own opinion. This is a movie that does things differently than other Star Wars films, yeah. and that shouldn't scare anybody. Yes. Uh, and having said that, there's just some crazy shit happening all over the internets about oh. this movie. It is just... 
I can understand the the sort of like you know the whole cinema score and like you know Rotten Tomatoes critic score versus the people score. Uh, I can understand why the movie's divisive, right? I get it. And and if it's a fifty percent you know uh, um, uh, viewer viewer score or what I'm not sure what they call that. It was like fifty six. Uh, the audience score. Audience, audience score. score. Yeah. If it's if it's that. I get that. I'm like, hey, I get it. I yeah. get why it's like this. But then you have some people petitioning. They have a petition out to remove this from the Star Wars canon. I'm like, whoa, guys, get a grip. Yeah. Get a grip. Yep. Like, seriously. Like, I I just, I don't understand how you can feel so strongly that you would start, and it's got a lot of signatures. And like, you know, I... When I, I, I there's certain sites that I read and I always read the comments. It's a mistake. I don't. I don't, shouldn't. I, I've that. stopped. It's like a, it can be just a total cesspool. But the amount of backlash this movie is getting for some folks that are just saying the most childish stuff about the movie and how and hate. It's a literal it's hate. visceral hate. It's it's yeah. just like it's seething. It's seething hate. Um, I don't get it. Like I don't know. How do you feel about it? You didn't like the movie. I like, didn't like it, but it's not like I'm. You know, wanting to petition to yeah. to remove it from the franchise, I didn't go home furious about. it. I was right. a little upset that I was like, ah, oh, I really wish that was better for me. Um, but like the, the, the these, the, I don't know, the the entitlement that fans have yeah. to to their films these days is just fucking bananas. Like yeah. Star Wars fans looking to petition things and being able to voice these really angry and. And not Hates, to, some of them are like, hate, hateful, like hateful and I would say hateful. uninformed like a lot of times like you've got people complaining about oh this movie was bad why because what I like wasn't in it yeah like Luke like, Skywalker died yeah. or Luke Skywalker would never do this or would never do, you know like that kind of I'm just like <sighs> you know like these some of these things just don't hold water you know like they're no. like you know and everyone of course everyone's entitled to their opinion so they can be I guess they can be they can be angry about it that, that's fine it's just like the petition, like the seething hate. I'm like, guys, man, it, it, there's so much more you can do with that energy. And here's the thing, honest. too, is like their opinions, if you disagree with it, they come at you that's in the right. comments. And that's yeah, the stuff I don't like. Bad. Me and you disagree, yeah. funda not fundamentally, but we have points of disagreement in, in this film and other films, right? Yeah, oh yeah. But there's the, that, that's the interesting stuff, like this, this type of dialogue. I'm not going to go after you because you have a different opinion on right, me on yeah. this. It's just, and that's the thing is these people like, they protective. think they're very protective, protective of their franchises and their opinions. And yeah. if you come at either of them, they are going to lose their shit. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that if you've got a gripe with the film, that's cool. You want to voice it to people? No problem. But yeah. like, it's just a film guys. Like yeah. just keep it, keep it, you know, civil. It's yeah. just a film. It's going to be okay. Life will go on. Yeah. yeah so. And um, Disney's got the reins. So you're just not going to see the end of Star Wars films pretty much until you die. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or until you disappear into thin air on top of a rock. That's how I'd like to go. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. As long as the rock's warm. Yeah. <laughs> Find a, a warm rock. Yo, it used to be out in the sun. I'll be out in the sun or like in like a hot spring or something like that. Something. <laughs> toasty nice, rock. Nice, toasty rock. I'm out of water. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to mention this whole like fan backlash yeah. thing. Um, I, see, I understand why, but man, people just need to get a grip. It's just not. It's just. There's nothing wrong with liking or not liking something. And there's nothing wrong with voicing or not voicing your opinion. Yeah. But going after people that 
A, are the creators. Like, that's shitty. Like, oh, oh yeah. we're going to take this out. Well, you didn't like the movie? Don't go see it. Don't still go see it again. Don't give them any more money. That's it. There's a lot of fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Oh, There's God, a lot of those so comments. Many. I'm like, Jesus. Joe, Joe Blow, I feel like, has another article every day about, like, Ryan Johnson defending his vision. He doesn't or have explaining. to. No, yeah, I don't think yeah. he should. You yeah. made a movie. I didn't... I wasn't super gung-ho about it, and that's there weren't right. a lot of other people. But yeah. you know what? You did what you could. It's, it's like back to David Ayer. Didn't really enjoy Suicide Squad that much, but... He did his thing. Yeah. Right? Like, and he did. he did it He did it the way that he wanted. You got to yeah. respect it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's cool. That's your opinion. And yeah. that's completely fine. So. Yeah. So, uh, that was Star Wars The Last Jedi. That was a massive... This is two and a bit hours. Yeah. We're, the, the length, guys, we apologize. But, uh, well, I don't really apologize. It's a long-ass movie and there's a lot of stuff to cover. This, so. this podcast was as long as the movie. <laughs> Actually, it was. Actually, yeah. yeah, it's almost exactly the length of the film. Yeah. Do you Hopefully want to just sit here bloated. and have small small chat until the timing is exactly the same? <laughs> no, um, I I, yeah, I hope this this wasn't as bloated or dense or well. I hope it was kind of challenging. I hope that people uh, who are listening that kind of got like the two different opinions, clashing opinions, found some entertainment in it. And uh, yeah, it's a challenging film. Go see it though. Yeah, go see go the see movie. It. Formulate your own opinion. It's something different. Check it out. It needs to be. It should be experienced. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. All right, folks. Um, thanks again for listening to this giant podcast. Um, this has been the Welcome to Your Doom Show. I'm Justin. This is Otto. And Snoke 'em if you got 'em. <laughs> Take care and happy holidays. Peace. <laughs>